0: Everybody to the Lazy Geeks podcast here on the Lazy Geeks Network, our weekly news podcast that discusses news that interests us from the past week. This is for the week of December eighteenth, two thousand sixteen. Effectively, our final show of two thousand sixteen. Thank God, I'm so I'm so over this year. I'm I'm done. Like that uh, was it that Will Smith meme? Where it's like me at beginning of 2016 and it's him from the Fresh Prince and then it's like end of 2016 and it's him from like uh when he played that uh, homeless dad a homeless dude. yeah <laughs> it's like yeah that's kind of that kind of sums it up right there. Um, so yeah, so after this um, episode, we won't have a new one until January 9th. so we'll be taking the Christmas and New Year's week off regroup enjoy the holiday with our family fucking off of work you know that kind of shit
1: the holidays are kind of dope this year too because they both fall on a weekend
0: yeah and then we get an extra day because yeah. the main day falls on a sunday so that's kind of cool um and yeah i like this friday i'm going to uh the egyptian with heather and we're going to check out a screening of it's a wonderful life so that'll be fun Oh, don't spoil it for everybody. Yeah, I know. They're
2: he doesn't don't kill see. himself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because that that movie was so controversial be- controversial when it came out because he wanted to kill himself, right? And you watch it now, and it's like G rated. Yeah, like, nobody <laughs> fucking cares. It's
0: on. It's fucking Nick. It's on Nicktoons. You know, it's like. And what? if you
1: really think about it, it's a dude with first world fucking problems whining too much. Yeah. It's like the hipster anthem film. Really. <laughs> right. If you really think, of it's the millennium post postcard. Right, right. Millennial postcard. The millennial
0: postcard. Oh, man. uh, Yeah, because it was like, people at work were, they were bitching about something. They were, and it was something stupid. And, you know, I, I work with a bunch of chicks. So, you know.
1: So, so they stay bitching about something.
0: <laughs> so like, they're, they're all bitching about something and I'm just sitting there and then it got kind of quiet and then I went, first world problems and like everybody started laughing like they realized like oh yeah i was like yep oh man so uh yeah
1: people in africa are begging for a glass of water but god forbid your dvr didn't pick up that last episode <laughs> hey that's
0: that shit's real all right i'm right. just saying that <laughs> that's, that, the, real that's struggle. the struggle right there yeah <laughs> uh, i work
1: the bunch the girls too and it's um
0: and that's even the dudes <laughs>
1: Even the dudes now. I mean, it's it's not, and look, I love women. Okay. I really do. Like, it le- and not just as sexual objects. I prefer to talk to women most of the time. I mean,
0: primarily and, sexual objects, but. Right.
1: <laughs> no, they're just, they're, they're, they, you know, they're great. But sometimes you just want to slowly back out of the room. <laughs> right. <laughs> like you just don't want to fucking
0: hear it anymore. Yeah, absolutely and that's uh, when the headphones go in <laughs> right <laughs> oh man so uh i saw rogue one this weekend and, don't spoil it and it's um, too soon um you know i was gonna do a no spoiler but you know what the rebels get away with the plans <laughs> you know now you don't have to see the movie so you're look i didn't <laughs> want to
1: spoil it but they build the Death Star. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, That's the one thing about like a prequel. Yeah, you kind of already know what's going to happen. Right,
0: you know, but you're just kind of like, ah, oh, let's see how it happens. Um, so I wrote a review on the website, uh, lazygeeks.com, and I think I'm just going to read the review. Uh, so... The first of the standalone movies for Star Wars begins with Rogue One, a Star Wars story. For the uninitiated, it is a prequel to Star Wars: A New Hope. However, some of you may say, "Well, wasn't that Star Wars: Re- Revenge of the Sith the prequel?" Yes, but this is a story about a major detail that was told in A New Hope. Confused yet? Good. Then you're ready for the standalone movies. The movies are not part of the original; tri- are not part of any trilogy, which fits at and these fit in random points in the Star Wars universe. Rogue One tells a story of one of the most important details from the original 1977 movie. It, in turn, creates a two-part story regarding the, the epic first film. In this story, Jane Esrow, who is left to live with Saw Gerrera, who's played by Forrest Whitaker, after her father, Mads Melkinson, is taken by the Empire to complete work on their new powerful weapon, the Death Star. The primary story is Jane works with the Rebellion to find her father and eventually search for the plans that reveal a weakness in the Death Star. The film features a rogues gallery of people who join Jane to retrieve these plants and become what would be considered a real Suicide Squad. Charrette, uh Imwe, Donnie Yen, is a blind Jedi-ish fighter who is shadowed by Baz Malbus, uh, Yen Jang, that brings the firepower. Cassian, uh, Cassian Andor, Diego Luna, is the rebellion leader of this group uh, being led behind... Imperial lines by defector pilot Brody Rook as Rom- Omhead. K-2SO Adin Tudyk, or uh, Tudyk, is Cassian's co-pilot as a reprogrammed Imperial droid who steals many of the scenes he's featured in. Kind of a sarcastic um, C-3PO, but just a really, really awesome droid. Uh, the film is definitely a sight to see. It has many hits that some would expect from a first standalone movie. However, the results set the bar kinda high for the following films. The film tells a compelling story that features an entirely new cast but set in a place that links it to the original films. Their actions essentially set the next series of movies in motion. Basically, what happens in this movie really kind of kicks off the trilogy, that original trilogy. Makes you kinda of see it in a different light. There is an, there is enough of the new story and nostalgia to make the film film feel royal balanced. In regards to the scope, the film feels bigger on a film scale compared to the other movies, including The Force Awakens. Even though it's tell a larger story, Rogue One feels that it covers more area than all those movies combined. We are taken to various planets in the galaxy with a brief description of how they fit into the Empire. With the exception of the Death Star, all the planets we are taken to in this film are vastly different from one another and different from previous films. The nostalgic casting of Bal Organa, Jimmy Smits, and Moth, um, Mon Motha, uh, Genevieve O'Reilly, links it to the prequels and the original trilogy. Even the CG characters I found fun, while some may have found them creepy. And don't even get me started on the gold and red leader cameos in the film. I was giddy with joy. While Darth Vader does have a smaller role in the movie, Vader has a monumental moment at the end of the film. and. If you have read the Darth Vader comics, you will see where I'm going with that. Vader gets his balls back. Rogue One has set a high bar with all standalone movies that are coming down the pipeline. The film does get a slow start, but it needs to set up the characters for the story. We're not dealing with established characters from previous versions of the trilogy, you know, like movies used to do. However, once the movie gets going, it takes you on a fun ride. Definitely a dark story, but it will make you want to rush home and see a new hope. Essentially, see part two of this story. I gave it a, um, out of five stars, I gave it 4.5. Like it was a, it was a, a really, really great movie, but it didn't, it wasn't without its flaws, but I thought it was, r- it's it definitely a sea in the theater too. Just the, the, the way the, the scope of the vistas, the way the, the way you see like the landscapes of everything definitely need to see in a theater 3d. Um, if you're going to do it, I would say probably do IMAX 3d. Uh, the 3d one was cool, but I, um, because of the way everything looked and stuff like that, I probably am going to check it out in standard def. Cause I want to see just or standard digital and just see how everything looks. Cause it, it yeah. looked amazing.
1: Yeah. I kind of want to see it in IMAX. I haven't seen it yet. I probably, I want to go see it this week on Christmas weekend, but I might not. Cause that's going to be pretty fucking crazy. Well, it's be a crazy weekend anyway, cause it's Christmas, but it's going to be crazy at the theater too. Right. Right. Um, I might see it the following weekend. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I've heard nothing but good things. I've heard a lot of people saying it was better than the previous movie. Of yeah. course that's subject, you know, subjective, but still it's good to hear stuff like that. Yeah, you Yeah.
0: Know? And for me, it was one of those things. And, and I, I saw it with my, with John, my brother. And, um, afterwards we are like it makes you want to go home and like turn on star wars and it right. and because it literally for those of you that haven't seen it yet which is probably given by the numbers that it took in probably a small portion of you it really leads up to like within 10 minutes of the first movie like it's that close like the ending is that close they were talking at work
1: <laughs> how confusing it is where this movie is in the store in the in the lineup it's, it's of movies
0: it's not that it's long.
1: not that confusing and then they asked me like why isn't it confusing you i'm like dude i've been reading comic books for far too long right. for this shit to confuse how many stand standalone like, and and, and right, alternate typical, universes that we dealt with typical comic book nonsense where this is before this one but after this one and talks about this but doesn't go into this <laughs> doesn't have the please you're talking about footnotes like i, I have no problem with that yeah, I think it's dope. I think these little standalones are gonna be cool. The only problem with them is, is if you have a really dope movie, people are gonna want to see those characters again. So, do you make if the, the way they have it set up now, they don't want to make sequels of the standalones? Right. I mean, they will if they make enough money.
0: Right. If they make enough money, but at in like this one, it might be a little difficult. Um, but I would assume. Yeah. But you know, um, I think it just really depends maybe more on the individual character movies like one of the things that i thought about when i was watching this and in hearing like the 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 han solo prequel coming up and and um some of the other ones i was like they need to do a vader movie like a Vader. vader standalone like we've seen how he becomes vader and then vader in the in the original trilogy but like there's some great stuff in the comic. Like, the comic takes place after A New Hope, but before Empire. And it really shows Vader being a badass. Yeah. You can really do that. And you don't even have to have, like, members of the original cast in there.
1: And uh, Chewbacca already had a standalone movie, and that's the holiday special.
0: <laughs> so. Right. <laughs> we don't need to do that again. Yeah, we, we don't need to revisit that, you know. But well, we did. Or they could do well, a lot of crazy we shit. Did it, we did the holiday special, but now it's darker. And like right. you know, and like Chewbacca comes home for life day, and the imp- Empire murdered his whole family, so now he's out
1: for revenge. They could do one where it's like Obi Wan or someone, or like Yoda the early years, like when he went to Jedi Academy and shit.
0: <laughs> and he knew, all, just... and he he knew the, uh, um, you know, and he knew the the parents of the younglings that would soon be slaughtered by by oh, uh, shit. Anakin. <laughs> You have to do a Yoda flip. I need to see Yoda again at some point. I need to see him as being a badass. Like, I just, I, yeah. like, we saw him. That was in,
1: one of the coolest parts of the um, prequel flips. Yeah,
0: of episode two when you saw him walk in there really slow, put the, um, drop the thing and then just kind of fucking went, take his fucking bananas. coat
1: off and shit. Uh, I was like, this motherfucker. Fucker, fucker
0: even just held his hand and his lightsaber came off his belt into his hand. I'm like, fucking bad, uh, dude. He
1: could have just grabbed it.
0: Right. But right. He could. It. But why? He's fucking Yoda. Like, you know, it's
1: like, I don't touch shit unless it floats to me, bitch. <laughs> you know, like, fuck
0: like your girl. Oh. <laughs> he
1: force pushed her in the pussy. <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? It's like a
0: Kermit. You know yeah. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> uh, so um, I put this in those show notes because, you know, um, I, I, I don't know about you. Uh, but you know, when, when we first started doing this, I listened to a lot of shows similar to us. Um, I, a lot of it was just because to kind of see what other people do and stuff like that, you know, like research, I guess. Um, but though, you know, but we've kind of, at least my taste of kind of like, okay, I've listened to some of those and some of them have ended or what have you. And, and, and then I started just like, you know what, I'm going to listen to stuff that, that I want to listen, stuff that I, that I particularly like. Um, and I know we kind of, I know you listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, so I was just thinking like, you know, because I, I know in a lot of these, like all the podcasts that I listen to don't conflict with this one. Like they don't, you know, they're, they're, they're have nothing to do with our show or anything even remotely like it. So I thought, well, that may be kind of cool to kind of like talk because I get people that always ask me like, what kind of podcasts do you listen to? You know? you know do you listen to the ones like the ones you do it's like no because that's kind of boring
1: you know I, the podcast i listen to if you can bind them all it would be more like ours mm. like i listen to ones that are more specifically
0: something oh right 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 yeah
1: you know and I'm, i've only really listened to four right now but oh, what,
0: what four are you listening to
1: um i listen and i just recently said i <laughs> listened to bill burr's um Monday morning podcast or whatever. Oh right, yeah. uh Which is it's just Bill Burr ranting, <laughs> and it's just funny. <laughs> I saw uh, his I he saw, gives no fuck. Dude. I
0: saw one of his stand-ups yesterday on net on Netflix. You
1: uh, know what's funny is is people talk was like, oh, he's so controversial. He just, I'm like, that's every dude where I'm from.
0: Well, the thing is, is that like, you know, I was watching it and then Heather said she goes, he's not saying anything offensive. He's just saying things that are true. Yeah, you know, and it just he's not using the PC filter. Yeah, he's and, just speaking
1: yeah. realistically. Like, my favorite part know?
0: of that whole thing yesterday was, like, you know, he goes, like, I have to watch, you know, like, my watch wa- watches a little sports, but then I watch, like, a romantic comedy, and it's, like, it's okay. But it's, like, when they get to the love scenes, and, like, sometimes they get to, like, you know, where it's that real passionate, like, you know, she's up against the wall, and she, like, lifts her leg up a little bit, and he's, like, going to town on her. It's, like, that, what is he doing, fucking your navel? <laughs> Does he have a U-shaped dick. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> then he goes into the physics of like how this would actually work. And he's like, you gotta work on your core and you know your legs gotta be up here. If you got a door, maybe you can use that as leverage. You <laughs> know, it's
1: like it's just so like it's so conversations you would have with your friend. Oh yeah, totally. But then it has that that New England fucking there is no filter on the language being used kind <laughs> of speech. You know, which I love, and he's um, he's
0: really much like like Louis C.K. Like yeah, very I, much. I love listening to Louis C.K. too, and just where he kind of they take you into that uncomfortable area where you're like you shouldn't be laughing or you think you shouldn't be laughing, but you are because you know it's true. <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah.
1: And then I listened to um, uh, Cogcast or Cadcast. I'm sorry, cheap ass gamer. Cheap ass gamer. Oh, I which... didn't know you still listen to them. A lot of times I don't know why I do, <laughs> because they all sound bored as fuck the whole time. Like it's that one is the closest to what we do. It's just video games because they're running down news, but they 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 always have this thing where like okay we got to go, like always have to hurry up, you know. <laughs> and sometimes it makes me laugh, and then sometimes I'm just like eh, whatever. But I don't know. It's it's I've been listening to it for so fucking long. Um, that's the one I listen to when I'm really working because I'm barely listening to it. Right. Um, I listen to Smodcasts, but I I mostly listen to, um, the uh the one with Jay. Oh right right right. Where it's his like rehab podcast, and he'll tell he'll tell dirty, fucking sex stories and shit. And it's that show. Oh, Jane and Bob
0: get old, right?
1: There you go. Yeah. Yeah that show leaves me fucking teary eyed sometimes. It's just so funny. Um, I do listen, I listen to our podcasts. Um, Mm. That doesn't really count. Uh, Hey, Hey, hey. (laughs) I mean, well, because it's my shit. Right. Um, I listen, I listen to um, a podcast called God's fall, uh, which is basically people playing dungeons and dragons, but it's more like you're listening to the story and there's sound effects and stuff like that. And, I got into that. That was pretty good. Um, there isn't sometimes I sometimes because I'm really lame. I listen to the NBC morning news
0: <laughs> just to see what's going on. Right, right. Well, you got to um, keep up, you got to keep up with current events. I mean, that's just how right, life right. is, you know.
1: And every once in a while, I'll listen to a podcast and then just not yeah. like be into it and like oh, yeah. the the biggest podcast. Like people say, oh, like um, like the Moth or um. This American Life or those ones that people say, oh, you have to listen to. This. I listen to it and I'm like, I don't eh. yeah, I know.
0: Yeah, I've mean, i listened to like This American Life um, and some of those other ones. They're There's, not
1: bad podcasts. Yeah. No, they're just. They're just not speaking to me
0: in any way. Well, they're very much, how should I say, um, hit and miss. Like there'll be some stories that'll be like really good. Like I, um, yeah. there was a, what's the other one? A criminal I used to listen to. And some of them would be really good. And then there'd be other ones where they're talking about this guy who just fucking stole cars for like 10 years and then just finally got caught. I'm like, "Eh, that's not really all that interesting. Oh,
1: sometimes, sometimes I listen to uh, the Steve Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast (laughs) just because it's he's funny as fuck. Like, it's just good. And he'll interview. He'll interview wrestlers from when I used to watch wrestling, like the Attitude Era and stuff like that. All right. So I'm a little more interested in it and stuff. The dude next to me, all he listens to is uh, Joe Rogan. Oh, God. And I've tried, but I just... Yeah. He sounds like he doesn't know what he's really talking about, but thinks he does.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, and I, I mean, no knock on him. It's just... I, and that's a real popular podcast, too. I just don't... Just because it's popular doesn't mean it's good, either. Right, that's But true. I, I, I just don't... I don't care for that one. And then lastly, there was one that I watched. I can't remember the name of it, but it's a history podcast. And he talks about... Um, just different points in real history, not fucking Star Trek or anything weird, real history. um, And he kind of deconstructs it and it will called? explain. I can't remember. It, <laughs> hold on. I'm going to find it because History Podcast, it's like the only fucking History Podcast. Stuff you missed in History Podcast. Right? Five oh Oh, of course. Of course. It's not in that fucking list. Oh, Hardcore History.
0: Hardcore History.
1: That's what it's called. Dan, yeah, with Dan Collin. Because so I, I like history,
0: but yeah.
1: Right. Dan Collin. It's, it's really good because I think there's one who was talking about World War One, but he started off with the assassination attempt of, um, I forget who, but it was some leader. And that's mm-hmm. what kind of jumped off
0: the the thing. And it's he just deconstructs it in a way. Oh, you mean the prince? Um, oh, right. Pr- yeah, the prince of... Um, yeah, I'm I just d- really
1: bad with names, so I can never remember, but... Um, he deconstructs the history in a way where it's giving you a realistic account of how things went. Not that history book super heroic over the top shit. Right. Like if America fucked up, he will say America fucked up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's it's. I love history, you know, so I geek out on that one, and people make fun of me at work. I
0: have, have to check them. that one out. I like that.
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty dope. I mean, it's if you're not in the history, you're gonna fall asleep. Yeah. But if you're in the history. It's dope. Um, I have listened to Stuff You Missed in History Class a couple times. I just saw that on the list, which is kind of the same thing. Uh, other than that, I don't listen to anything else that comes to mind. What do you, what do you listen into, Brett?
0: Um, it's funny because it's either like pop culture, movies, or like true crime. Uh, f- f- those of you that know me, um, I'm a true crime buff. I've actually been a true crime buff since probably I was in high school uh first book i ever read a true crime was zodiac um and uh it's and i watch like uh discovery id with all those like that's like my go-to um so i I really am into into true crime stuff my brother's always like i worry about you sometimes and i'm like no because i sit here and i listen to these and i watch these people and i think that's how you got caught you know like (laughs) yeah (laughs) um so it, it's just, this this is like, it's total extreme. Um, one of the first ones I listened to is uh, Junk Food Cinema. And um, it's from uh, uh, Film School Rejects. And one of the guys that um, C. Robert Cargill is uh, one of the co-hosts, and he co-wrote Doctor Strange. And what these guys do is, their gimmick is they, um, they pair up uh, a movie with a certain junk food at the end. Um, but they're really just talking about movies they they love, or even sometimes they kind of like want to like this, but it's just like really bad. But it's it is usually most movies that um, uh, that you probably never heard of or anything like that. Um, sometimes they they did a podcast recently about uh, Tombstone, which actually after listening to that, I really wanted to watch Tombstone again. Uh, but it, it's it's just two guys that really love movies and they love certain movies and like see Robert Cargo grew up in Arizona and so he was talking about how he actually didn't like Tombstone for the longest time because of the because he was a nerd about it because of the historical inaccuracies that film took right and um and it wasn't until recently where he was like you know I'm just gonna watch it as a movie and then after he did he loved it he goes it's nearly a perfect movie so it was that kind of thing so I watch it because sometimes I hear like movies that I've never heard of, and then I'll I'll listen to them, and then sometimes I'll come across it and maybe check them out, and just be like, "Oh my God, this is like gloriously awful," or or what have you. Um, so that's always a that's always a fun one for me to um for me to watch or listen to. Um, one of the true crime ones, one of my favorite, uh, true crimes one is the last podcast on the left. Um, I actually got turned on to that when I was listening to this other podcast that this girl at work referred to me, uh, my favorite murder. And they kept referring to last, last podcast on life. She like, because they have all these, you know, all this information, they do a heavy research. So I listened to them and it's basically three guys. One guy is the, you know, kind of the the host who talks about the crime. And then he has two other guys with him. And, um, one's an actor, the other's a comedian. And then they, they make the jokes. They make the real off color jokes. Um, the one guy that's an actor does, does a lot of like, when they say, here's a, here's a letter from that so-and-so wrote, he would read it as the voice of a character that he created for this. Some of them are just so fucking hilarious. Like I watch and it makes you laugh. Like there's uncomfortable points where you start to laugh, you know, and you're like, oh, I shouldn't be laughing, but this is fucking funny. Um, they definitely require you to take the PC off of everything. Um... So it is one of my favorites. It's like 200 and some odd episodes. They do, um, they do conspiracy. They do, um, uh, some of those like, um, Bigfoot and stuff like that. But their their big, I guess, bread and butter podcast are when they do, uh, serial killers or, or murders and like they Columbine, but they do in like two or three parts. So you get a lot of information and, um, and so it, it's a really, I, I enjoy it. There's a lot of um, energy going on and there's like people talking and there's just a lot of laughing in there, but you really are taking in a lot of information on this. So I, I totally dig it. I, I really enjoy that podcast. It is one of my favorite ones now. I'm actually going through their old catalog and downloading a bunch of their couple, three-parters and stuff like that to listen to those. Cause they cover people like um, Charles Ng, um, uh, Son of Sam, you know, John Wayne Gacy, a lot of those, but they also have conspiracy. They did one with Columbine, nine 11, um, uh, UFOs and stuff like that. So there was, there's a lot of, a lot of entertaining stuff in that. And sometimes they get into like, this shit's kind of graphic. So they, they kind of tell it and you're just kind of like, wow. But it really just like, they make it palatable. So they, they take off that nervous energy with a lot of laughing. Um, I listened to us. I listened to, um, SMODcast, but the actual Smodcast, which is uh, Kevin Smith and um, and um, uh, Scott Mosier. And I really like that podcast because they're about the same age as I am, so their references are the same. But there's, they always start with a conversation and it totally goes off into another direction. Um, when Scott Mosier breaks into... When they break into some of their Canada molds and their Canada jokes, it's fucking hilarious. Um, it really sounds like a conversation I would have with someone, you know, of my age, and and it's just a lot of fun. I I like those episodes. I've listened to like um, Hollywood Babylon, but sometimes I listen to that, and I listen to it in doses. Like I listen to it for a while, and then I'll just kind of move on. But I've always, mm-hmm. I always kind of turn back to Smodcast because it really feels like more of a conversation between the two of them. Because it's not in, it's not performed live. You know, in front of an audience. It's at his home, Scott, and, and... any any Smod. Podcast, and I tell people because I love all of them. Like I
1: listen to the Jay and Silent Bob Get Old every single one, right. but I I'll listen to the other ones jumping around. The only thing that people need to know is if you don't like listening to Kevin Smith speak,
0: right?
1: You're not going to like him, right? Because exactly. There's, there's, and he'll be the first to admit he talks a lot. Yeah, you know, and I I find him incredibly interesting, and I yeah. think he tells an excellent story. But I've I've shown those podcasts to people. They go, dude. he fucking never shuts up. Yeah. I think it's ironically funny because it's a podcast. Why right. would you want him to shut up? I know. Up? It, it,
0: but, it'd, be, um, it'd be weird to hear a lot of dead silence on the phone. You know, I mean on the podcast. But you know, I've,
1: I've shown people Jay and Simon Bob um, get old. They say Jay doesn't talk enough. He only talks a story time. I was like, well, that's not his strength. Yeah. That's the thing. Like he doesn't care. They've ne- they've all he's never been the one that carries the conversation I mean, between and, the two. I think and, they think of the movie.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say is they, they think of the movies where Jay is always saying stupid shit, but that's scripted shit, which Kevin wrote, which Kevin wrote. And this <laughs> Kevin's yeah. the silent guy, you know. Um, So, yeah, so that one I like listening to because it's 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 smaller, it's more intimate and it's both of them just talking about random shit. And it's it's basically talking about, you know, his growing up experiences and Scott's are mine. So it, it, it really has that connection for me. Um, another one I listened to is another true crime one, and it's called Sword and Scale. This one I got turned on to uh, by a coworker. Um, and people think we're weird because we talk about like these, like, oh, did you listen to that new one? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, that was fucked up. You know, and um, Sword and Scale, it's really like, there. it is produced. So you have music, you have all this stuff. It's just one guy going over the cases and the stories and, and sometimes they'll have sound bits and stuff like that in there. Um, if you like just straight true crime, you know, somebody telling you all this shit that's going on, it's, it, I mean, it doesn't take itself too seriously, but it does take it like this is what we're doing and we're giving you this information. Um, their episodes come out every two weeks, all well produced. They're just ending, I think this week they're ending uh, the season because I think he did a full year of a new episode every two weeks. So now he's going to take about a month or two off to kind of regroup and then do another another season of the show. But they have a lot of episodes on there. I think he's on season three right now. So there's a lot of old stuff in there. And some of it can get a little uncomfortable.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I've listened, and there's been some where I'm like, oh, okay, I hit skip like 30 seconds. Um, but he gets into some like really hardcore shit. So if you really love true crime in that, in that aspect, that's one to, to go with. Um, of course I listen to, we hate movies, uh, which it's, it's fun for me because, you know, it's just a, a group of them, uh, four guys that sit around talking about movies that are bad, but not even movies that they love that are bad. Like they'll have movies with like, um, they I t- think, uh, they did Roadhouse, um, couple weeks ago, and they're like, oh, this is a horrible movie. This is a bad movie, but they love it. And, you know, they they pick on it, and they they do all sorts of stuff on it, and make jokes on it, and it's it's hilarious. These guys, four guys from New York, so it's that New York kind of sense of humor, that snarkiness, and it's it's a lot of fun. I enjoy listening to it. They're all very different as far as personalities go, but it, it really meshes well, and they have a good extensive, they just recently did Demolition Man and um, that podcast was hilarious uh, so picking up a lot of inconsistencies like you know like okay so Wesley Snipes breaks into this museum that has you know weapons in there but they also have ammunition for that weapon there too and like through the rest of the movie he has all these weapons from that museum he's like okay I. they're like okay I get it you know you have to have it there but what you have like the firing pins taking out or maybe not the ammo right next to it. And how much of it did they, did he get is just, it's just like that kind of where they look at it that way. Um, yeah. so for me, that's, it's a lot of fun to watch or a lot of fun to listen to. Um, uh, also of course this podcast and then I listen to our stuff. Um, and then of course I have, um, the last one I listened to is, um, the hell is it, what was the name of it again? Uh, generation Y. Um, This one I just kind of recently jumped onto. Um, It's it's another true crime one, but at the same time I hesitate to say true crime because they deal with a lot of different aspects, a lot of like occult, a lot of like conspiracy, but they take more of an approach of like they kind of debunk everything. Like they you know they they you know they've done a lot of different stuff. like uh, what was it last one? Oh, like one of the more recent ones I listened to was um, they did T W Flight 800, talking about you know the conspiracies that go online, and then just like why um, why you know the conspiracy theory theorists are are wrong, and you know they've done a lot of research on their stuff as well. They also talk about you know true crime, um, you know, and, and kidnapping victims. So it's a, it's a really it's a really cool show they they're most of them are about an hour there's some that go a little longer um, the only thing that really kind of throws me off with, with that show is that it just ends like the guy will say one line and then the show ends and then you get the theme song or the last ad and then the theme song and that's it you don't get like mm-hmm. what normal podcast is okay and that's it for this is just like yeah and that's why I think later it, that's <laughs> why I think it, it's kind of it kind of bunks and then you get that ad and then the music and you're just like oh it's it's over okay so
1: like oh so we're not doing that
0: now. oh okay, oh, okay. So, oh right so we're not we're not supposed to be listening to this anymore okay I get it now you know <laughs> uh, so um by the way that gif you posted was awesome um thank you you're <laughs> welcome um so yeah so those are the those are the ones that I listen to so you know and the reason why I also thought about it was was because you know you know we're off for a couple of weeks and I know Especially when I go on a trip somewhere or if I'm traveling somewhere, I'm loading my shit up, like even with shit that I've never listened to before. So it's always a good time to, you know, pack up your listening device <laughs> with podcasts. Yeah, and podca- shit.
1: podcasts are fucking great. I mean, because for me, music can only go so far. Right, right. Like I'll listen to music when it's crunch time, you know, when. When I really have to get something done, or when people are just driving me fucking crazy and I don't want to listen to them anymore. Right. But podcasts are something that I always have one earbud in. I can have a conversation with other people f- or, like, you know, for work or something, but I can just enjoy myself and listen to some, something inter- entertaining or whatever. It is a little weird uh, listening to, like, the Jane and Simon Bob get old. And Jay's telling a story about fucking drugs and anal. Right. And and some chick is talking to you about work. <laughs> You're like, uh, uh. <laughs> right. I don't know, it's weird. Yeah. But podcasts. They're the new media.
0: Yeah. Fuck radio.
1: <laughs> Regular radio is bullshit now. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, it makes no fucking sense. I still
0: don't understand why we have an app called iHeartRadio. The only, the only
1: radio that's okay is morning radio, because it's mostly talking. But even then, like I'm in the car for thirty minutes, right? Okay, going to work,
0: and about twenty minutes of that is commercials too. Is
1: commercials right? Like I might catch one cool conversation. I'm never going to know the end of it, right? Because I or I didn't know the beginning of it. My wife will listen to. Hip hop station, and they have the weird, like, uh, people calling because of cheating spouses and shit, and all that's corny to me. I don't care about that. You know what I mean? But it's, it's, uh, I don't know. Even satellite radio, it's just, they. I remember when satellite radio first came out. Oh, it's different. No, it's not. All it is is streaming music. And if it isn't streaming music, it's just more of the same, just people talking. All that they can say, fuck now.
2: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> right. You
1: can be funny without cursing. Yeah. It, it's possible. I'm not saying you have to not curse to be funny, but it, you could still be funny without cursing. And if you can't be funny without cursing, then you're not fucking funny. You <laughs> right. know. So it doesn't really matter. But I don't know. Radio's lame. I some a lot of times I get in the car. I don't even turn it on.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, I just talk to somebody. My wife likes to listen to Spanish shit. <laughs>
0: Suavemente! (laughs) (laughs) Right. All right. So, as, you know, we gave podcasts for people to listen to when they're looking for something on there. What, if they're going somewhere, what should they do if they're going somewhere and they're going to use someone else's computer?
1: (laughs) So, hold on the opening. So I came across this this article on uh, Lifehacker. There's top ten things to do on your family's computer when you go home for the holidays, and I thought this was just really cool to read through um, because we all have anyone who knows how to deal with computing. You're
0: pretty much the has, IT guy for the family,
1: right? It, it, they think you're so, you, they think you can you're the dude from Hackers, you know <laughs> because because computers are the weird thing. Computers are like cars in a lot of ways, in a lot of ways where they're the person is afraid to work on it. Right. So they know nothing because they just think they're gonna break it, you know. So here's here are the top ten things that you need to do, and I agree with every single one of these. Top ten is run OS updates as soon as you get there, yeah, because they might take a while, and you can get those out of the fucking way. And you know uh,
0: that whoever is doing it is like, I'm I'm working on Pinterest. I don't need to use that right now, and they'll click, you know, later.
1: Right now, Windows 10. It's probably gonna be all up to date anyway. Unless someone was dumb and turned automatic updates off. Um, you should only turn automatic updates off if you know what the fuck you're doing. Yeah. you know,
0: but Or you know I the don't. update is bad and you turn it off because you don't want to get that shit.
1: Exactly. Um, number nine is install or verify they have virus protection anti-malware. There are people out there when I was working at Best Buy like, Oh, um, I don't have virus protection because you don't need it. You only get viruses from fucking Adobe shit or just some dumb shit. I'm like, okay, well, when you get your virus, be sure to come in and we'll sell you the warranty. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, number eights update their browsers and extensions. Make sure they're using everything up to date. I'll even throw in put it uh, put an ad blocker on there. Yeah. Um, it just I <laughs> every time I reinstall Windows, I use the internet for five minutes without an ad blocker, and I'm like, how do people do this? I know, right? It's ridiculous. Um, Number seven is uninstall crapware, unnecessary programs, all that crap that comes with the pre-built systems or anything they might have installed that they didn't need. I've noticed with my grandmother especially, she'll have downloaded the install file for something about 100 times (laughs) before she realized she needed to install it.
0: Right.
1: Um, Number six, automate everything you can. Yeah. Uh, If you're good with script files, you can be pretty slick and put something on there that you just double click and it runs a bunch of shit for you. If not, you know, you just turn, have it run the antivirus once a week and stuff like that. Um, this was an interesting one. I didn't really think of run a few speed tests uh, uh, and benchmarking for the system. So you have like a you have a good starting point. So if they call you, you can tell them, okay, we'll click the one that I put there, and then it will sh- tell you if the speeds are bad because you'll have like a something to base it on when it's actually working properly.
0: Yeah, and also too, because sometimes you'll you'll have something that really drains that speed and right. you know like the my internet's always slow okay well we'll find something to look and see where your benchmark is and you're like oh well you have this bullshit program and number
1: four is set them up with useful diy resources this depends on the person you're talking to. yeah so if you're talking to someone who's around your age and just doesn't really meddle with computers there's a few things you can like oh you know if you have any issues and you can't get a hold of me go to this site and and Ask the question on this forum, and and they'll give you a very. <laughs> if you're dealing yeah, with your just, grandparents, just go to or Reddit
0: and um, ask <laughs> this question. <laughs> uh, if you're
1: dealing with like your grandparents or, or people who just don't understand that stuff, yeah, um, that's probably not gonna fly, right? Um, but whatever, feel feel, feel the room. Um, <laughs> number three is back up their data and set up regular backups. This is one thing that
0: I'm still it, annoyed that people don't do
1: this. P- people don't do this shit. It's it's gonna be music and pictures. For people who don't like use computers all the time, that's all they're going to have is yeah. music and pictures. Um, your iTunes, you don't have to back up, like unless you just want it quickly. But you don't really have to. It's it's all synced to your iTunes account. Um, pictures, though, yes. Actually, that is the
0: actually thing. with iTunes, um, it's anything you bought is synced. Right. They don't. Sync well, oh yeah. Up. Well, they,
1: if they put if they put CDs in there or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, but there's other services you could sync that up to too if you want to be slick about it. Um the pictures though, when I when I worked on at Geek Squad, that was the thing that people lost the most. They lost their wedding pictures, they lost their baby pictures. They because they didn't back them up. Yeah. And that's as easy as syncing it to
2: OneDrive.
0: Yeah. Or you know, or just, Google Photos or or whatever. And that's the thing that bothers me like even on phones, like people like sit there and go, "Oh, lost all picture the pictures on my phone." What well, you don't have it set up to you know, I mean, if you have an Android device, you have fucking right there, you know, it's like photos or, oh, you have, oh, you have an Apple device. You still didn't use, you still can use Google or, you know, iCloud if you want to pay the extra money for it or, you know, OneDrive. It's like, come on. It's like right there.
1: Right. But, mm. you know, I mean, there's just so many fucking options out. It's ridiculous. Um, number two is a good one. Install a ro- remote management tool. Now. Windows 10 comes with remote desktop built in. I'm pretty sure eight and seven do, um, and that's pretty easy to set up. Where if they have a serious issue, you could connect to their computer remotely, as long as their issue is and I can't get online, <laughs> um, and then you can you can take control of their computer over the over the internet and, and kind of work on it that way. I have that set up with the computer. I have two. Well, I have three computers in my house, and I have remote desktop access to the. The two that aren't mine, so I can they, they can come in and go. I'm ha- oh, I don't know how to do this. I'm gonna get up.
2: You're right, <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm that lazy. You know, I'm just like all right, work it out. Um, number one, get out of doing it in the future. This one, see, finally, the biggest thing you can do, at least for your own sanity, slightly bow out of being the family tech support in the future. If you don't enjoy it, sometimes it's better to just save everyone the frustration and give your loved ones some more options to help themselves. I agree and disagree with this one. Right. If someone's being a dick about it, yeah, then yeah, fuck them. But that should be easy. Like, look, I'm helping you out, you're being an asshole. Yeah, exactly. But I'm I'm in the school of thought that if you have a skill, if you know how to do something and someone's being genuine with you, they're being cool with you, yes. You need to help them out. You you scratch someone's back, they scratch yours. You know what I mean? Like, don't be a dick.
2: Yeah.
0: Because
1: there's a lot of people like, yeah, I know computers. You're a fucking idiot because you don't. And I'm not going to help you. Well, that doesn't help anybody.
0: Yeah, exactly. It It just shows that you're an asshole. That's, yeah. And I'm speaking about Adam at this point.
1: I, well, fuck you. (laughs) I'm I'm a firm believer in if you, if you learn anything, you should, you should be willing to teach it to someone. Right? Let's all share the knowledge or at least use that skill in some kind of constructive way. I didn't learn learn how
0: to pay it forward.
1: Exactly. (laughs) I didn't learn to maintain computers just to maintain mine. Right. (laughs) Like, that's stupid. Um, Although helpful. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But, but, uh, you know, just fucking help out. That's that's what I'm trying (laughs) to say.
0: All right. So now that you're pretty much set up for the holiday week that's about to happen and the holiday week in between, uh, I guess it's time we move on to our one awesome thing. So my one awesome thing comes from TechCrunch. So if there's one thing I consistently love, this is the writer by the way. Uh, If there's one thing I consistently love and can be trusted to both enjoy free and even pay for, it's Fireplace videos. Sometimes called Ulog videos too. Those are the ones you see on Netflix, in the Apple TV app store, and on YouTube that just shows a fireplace for a long period of time, often looping a clip, and sometimes including music and sound effects. They are arguably the best televisual content currently available, and Marvel wants it uh, on that red-hot market. The Disney-owned superhero brand behind favorites like The Avengers, Iron Man, and Ms. Marvel have released five separate fireplace videos in 4K resolution on its YouTube channel. Each out, um, each an hour in length and Coca-Cola sponsored clips also include an up-close variant in 1080p. And since the 4K originals are way zoomed out, it'll give you a sense of the surrounding environment in which belongs to a specific Marvel superhero or super team. The videos are for the Guardians of the Galaxy Iron Man, Thor, Ms. Marvel, and Captain America. And each content set, some set dressing unique, contains, I'm sorry, each contains some set dressing unique to the character, as well as background audio that will make you feel like you're right next to those heroes, enjoying their health, uh, enjoying their hearth. Some of the videos also appear to contain brief Easter eggs, and not um, that particularly revelatory about plot points or aching, or aching like that. Unfortunately, there's a dancing baby Groot in the Guardians one that is shamelessly adorable though uh, if you're looking for a, um, Something sweet sweet or for that sweet sweet sap all the fireplace videos are included in the YouTube playlist embedded in the article And go ahead dim the lights mull some wine and enjoy the vi- the vibes <clears throat> I thought that was fucking cool as I've seen some screenshots of these and like in Captain America's apartment You'll have like his fireplace, and right above it, you're gonna have like the old shield, and then off to the side, you'll see his other shield kind of just laying there. Um, it's just it's some really cool stuff. I, I totally dig it. I thought I was like, cause for me, I usually put like uh, the Yule log on like on Christmas morning or Christmas Eve when you're just kind of winding down, you know, and just kind of have the Christmas lights on. <clears throat> I was thinking like, oh yeah, I'm definitely using these Marvel vids. <laughs>
1: I do want to um, apologize because I know it's probably obvious to Steve, but I, I kind of seem distracted it's because people are bugging me um, <laughs> about a personal personal fucking issue they're having. But the show must go on So fuck them. <laughs> um, so my one awesome thing is uh, <laughs> this actually happened a long time ago, but it just came to light and I just thought it was funny. Um, And I'll just read the article here, but uh, Sam Van Tilber, uh, formerly of Lionhead Studios and now of Gfinity, has revealed the tactics employed to stop Fable leaks being posted back in 2003. If you don't know, Fable was uh, an Xbox-only action RPG. Very popular. Very good, too. Um, On a recent BAFTA games panel titled Who Rules Games, uh, Van Tilber recounted, recounted the time a young hacker got hold of screenshots and other information about Fable that was never meant to be released. And um, this is on IGN, and they have the BAFTA thing on there. Uh, The group called Kibbits was a small group of hackers, and one of the screenshots, uh, quote, was the hero of Fable stabbing a little kid through the head it was never meant to be released for obvious reasons. Hmm. So Those concept art that um, probably just just what they do in game development, as with movies and stuff like that, is, is they no idea is a bad idea in the beginning. So they'll sit there and come up with a million ideas around the main concept, and then they'll throw shit away that isn't going to work. <laughs> Obviously, that's right. not going to work, <laughs> so they <laughs> threw it away. Um, so, quote, they managed to get their hands on more material, unannounced, even to this day, unannounced Lionhead projects, and they threatened us, the community team, with releasing them. Van Tilber continued, what do you do? Um, The team grabbed the IP address of the hackers from the game's forums and managed to quickly find out where they lived. They then were able to get a hold of the 16-year-old's high school record, including a poem he had recited in class at the end of the year. Apparently, Lionhead's legal team were told about it after it had taken place. Quote, we wrote a public message as Lionhead Studios to the group, Kill and we st- started the message with the opening lines of the poem he recited in high school, and we included a picture of a landmark that he could see from his house, said Van Tilburg. I said, they've got to stop this now. Otherwise, I'll pass all this information on to your mom, uh, mother. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He kept quiet and he was a very kind, polite boy after that. I thought that was dope as fuck. Mm. Like you wanna you wanna hack and threaten us? Bruh, I got you. Yeah. Like how's that high school life treat? You? Right, exactly. <laughs> I
2: thought
1: that was cool.
0: <laughs> All right. Well with that, I think it's time we jump into the headlines. So Margot Robbie's performance as Harley Quinn and David Ayers Suicide Squad was one of the film's standouts so much so that the actor and her character were expected to be setting up a spin-off film. That project, written by screenwriter Christina Hodson and centering on the Birds of Prey storyline, would feature Harley Quinn and, on a heroic side, presumably team up Black Canary and Oracle. Well, there are all, there's also a possibility of incorporating Katana and Huntress if it follows the comics. However, today's big news from the world of DC Comics and Warner Bros. goes in an entirely different trajectory. T, uh, the Hollywood Reporter reports that Robert, uh, Robbie and Iyer will team up again for Gotham City Sirens an all-female DC villains movie that will feature Robbie's Harley Quinn uh, um, likely alongside Femme Fatale's Poison Ivy and Catwoman whether the project is in addition to a Birds of Prey movie or whether the two ideas will be combined into one movie is not entirely clear though I do love the idea of a team of female superheroes clashing with dc comics most iconic and famous super female supervillains it's also being reported that screenwriter geneva rob uh, robertson dworet tomb raider is writing the screenplay and perhaps will also the um so perhaps this is wholly separate feature Iyer stays in supervillain mode as both director and producer of gotham city sirens dc's jeff johns and john berg will also act as producers the movie will be adapted from the relatively recent comic, DC Comics run that started back in 2009 and centered on Harley Quinn, Poison Ivy, and Catwoman. Those stories found the vicious trio flush with cash after Catwoman managed to steal all of Bruce Wayne's money. The downside is that she had recently had her heart cut out by the vicious hush. The three anti-hero, anti-heroines unite to watch each other's back as they come up against reformed criminals villains in, disguised as heroes, and many notable names from the Batman lore. As cool as the news is, the decision to keep Ayer on board on an all-female film is a strange one as far as I'm concerned. The poor writing for and obvious exploitation of the female characters in Suicide Squad held the movie back from being somewhat greater. While that certainly does not lay at Ayer's feet, a lion's share of it does. So hopefully some lessons were... Learned and will be applied for Gotham City Sirens going forward. Uh, that's assuming GCS will actually be empowering and not simply a two-hour display of eye candy. Instead, if you if you were to judge a comic book by its cover, you'd be right in assuming the latter. Here's hoping um, the movie can actually elevate the source material beyond exploitation. I'm sure you have some thoughts on your own. Feel free to share. so
1: what do you think no I'm I'm sorry I'm not even my headphones were being weird <laughs> I'm like I heard you and then you faded for a second then went ah, I was like what the fuck <laughs> Wow
0: okay I'm sorry so, um,
1: <laughs> I was having technical issues
0: <laughs> all right so you know this could be cool i I may be uh, um, I mean I, I don't know I, I, some of the criticism about suicide squad I didn't find valid i think it was just yeah. people being bitchy um uh, because they wanted something to hate with that movie it's just kind of what it seems that it's come down I think that, to
1: i mean isn't that isn't that the tone with most dc flicks down too yeah i mean they're not they haven't all been perfect let's be honest but a lot of people are just aching for that screener to come out so they could say this is the shittiest movie i've ever seen yeah you know?
0: um but yeah i'd be looking to see if they if they do this movie and if they keep it close to you know the the source material It'd be cool to see their version of Poison Ivy and Catwoman in this particular DC universe. So it'll be interesting to see how it pulls together.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to this, though. uh, You might have mentioned this at the end when my fucking headset was being stupid. Um, But the she's set or plans on doing this film and also a standalone uh, Harley Quinn, which I don't. I don't know about a standalone. <laughs> I, I mean, just don't know what they'd ever do by herself.
0: Exactly. I mean, even with the, I mean, because I want to say, because like her comics, she's a little like Deadpool, you know, she's kind of out there all over the place.
1: It's a lot of shit. That's not realistic.
0: Yeah. And also with that, and also with that, it's like, how are you going to tell a story that's going to have her in it for two hours, you know, unless she's with, you know, Mr. J. Right, you
1: know, or with someone, or you know what I mean, like in the current comic, um, she has her own little gang, and then she she owns an apartment building, and that's her like group. Like she's always with someone. Like I'm not saying she's not independent or can't take care of herself, but she's just such she's such an a zany, insane character that the other people kind of (laughs) ground ground her in the story. You know, because if you just have her it's fucking batshit crazy too much yeah you know or the writer's going to tone her down and then you've you've missed the point you know so it's it's um i don't know but i'm looking forward to this, this goth of sirens i think it's going to be dope i have high hopes for it <laughs> you know um so one thing that pisses me off is that Super Mario Run came out, and it's on fucking only iPhone. What the fuck? Is it 2000, 2008? Yeah. We can't get an Android app out there? All right. You know, I get it. You know. Anyway, I guess I'm the only one that's upset. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> With Super Mario Run, now out on iOS, the platform is having a successful launch. Nintendo's first ever Mario game for mobile is currently the top-grossing app in the U.S. App Store, beating Mobile Strike, Pokemon Go, and Netflix. Uh, that's because <laughs> everyone already has Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> um, though there's no information yet on exactly how many times Super Mario Run has been downloaded, its initial success should be an encouragement, encouraging sign for Nintendo. By the way, if it was on Android, um, you would have that data. Wow. Just saying, you know... Uh, the company has high ambitions for its auto-running platformer as it hopes it could match the popularity of Pokemon Go, according to Dr. Sirkin Toto. The free version of Super Mario Run will easily hit 1 billion downloads. The game is also available for purchase for 9.99 USD. I actually know how that works because I was the this dude on YouTube I watch, I've mentioned a few times before, um, this channel name is uh, Dashy Games. He was playing that cuz he always plays the Mario games. And it was so funny because he played through the first world, and then he goes back to the thing, and it's like the pop up comes up that says, "So the first world's free." I think it's like six levels, and then there's six additional worlds, but they're nine ninety nine to unlock them all, which is okay. Uh, the production value of the game is pretty high for a phone, so I, I think nine ninety nine isn't too bad. And he goes, "Mario, trying to take my money," and then it does a cut. He goes, Mario took my money. <laughs> <laughs> it fucking opens all the levels up. Um, but it's a one time purchase. It's, it's, it, it doesn't seem like they're bugging the shit out of you. And I don't really think Nintendo would do that anyway.
0: You want to um, find the princess? $9.99. <laughs> right.
1: And that that's how it was, though, because it was the first world, and then he beat Bowser, but then Bowser, it was discovered that Bowser was actually a Goomba in disguise.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then it says $9.99. So basically the free version is a
0: demo. Right,
1: right. You know, and um the game looks real fun. It's uh it's simple. A lot of people say, "Oh, this looks real fucking basic." It's like, "Well, it's on a phone." Like um it's it's the normal, it's not like the runners where they're running up. Like they're running north all the time. Right. It's it looks like a platform level of Mario. Um mm-hmm. and he's constantly running. You you he won't stop. Um he'll automatically vault.
0: He no needs to stop. He won't stop.
1: That's right. <laughs> um he'll automatically vault over uh short obstacles and villains you'll automatically hop over them but you can also jump and you can jump on the villains you can do stunts and shit and you have to jump on do the wall jump and shit and all the stuff like that it looked like a lot of fun um but you're there's i think there's puzzles in there too and stuff like that but um
0: when it comes on an android
1: i'm confident that's that's a definite uh though it can only be played on ipads iphones and i Pod touch devices oh, running iOS oh, eight.
0: I have my iPad. I hey, should,
1: you should get it. You should get it. Nintendo is planning to release an Android version sometime soon. Of
0: course, of course.
1: Um, so yeah, the game looks pretty dope. Uh, Pokemon Go. I feel by the end of two thousand seventeen, no one will play it.
0: I don't even hear much people playing it anymore. There's still people that play it, but not nearly as many. Yeah,
2: because, and
1: you can tell, too, because the recent changes they've made to it, they've doubled the spawn rate of the Pokemon. Um, they may, they're they making it easier yeah. to do things. And th- and they're doing that because not no one's playing it. Right, right. It's not this massive, like, everyone's going to the park to go catch Pikachu shit anymore. Yeah. You know, because it's over now. And uh, the real Pokemon game just came out. so all the young people that are playing pokemon go they ain't gonna fucking play pokemon go if they can play um pokemon sun and moon exactly you know so all right and mobile strikes that isn't mobile strike that one where arnold schwarzenegger is like
0: i think that's mobile strike yeah (laughs) all right so dolby atmos support is coming to the xbox one and and windows 10 pcs in 2017 the object-based sound format, which promises a more immersive 360-degree 3D audio experience, has been limited to a few key PC games, and including EA's Star Wars Battlefront and Blizzard's Overwatch, albeit in a NAF pseudo-sound headphone mix for the latter, as well as certain Blu-ray players. The announcement makes the Xbox One and Xbox One S, the first console to support Atmos in games. Although, as it stands, only Blizzard has actually committed to bringing an Atmos-compatible game to the console in the form of a multiplayer shooter, Overwatch. As part of Atmos support, the Xbox One and Xbox One S will also finally feature Dolby Bitstream pass-through, which fires audio data over the HDMI untouched, untouched to a TV or receiver for decoding. The Sony's PlayStation 4 has featured Dolby Bitstream pass-through for some time, despite a lack of 4K Blu-ray drive in its console. That Microsoft has taken this long to add Bitstream support to the Xbox, particularly since the Xbox One features 4K 4K Blu-ray drive is a disappointment, but at least the feature is finally on the way. Dolby has been working hard to get Atmos into homes following its its cinema rollout that started with Pixar's Brave back in 2012. The object-based format differs from the traditional 5.1 slash 7.1 Dolby digital mix that instead of sound being assigned to a specific channel, they are assigned to a XYZ position inside a virtual 3D space. The decoder, i.e. AV receiver, then takes the data and fires it out over a number of speakers connected to it. Anything from two to four stereo mix, all the way up to 64 in big cinemas.
1: Yeah, they're getting big with this shit, yeah. dude. I'm telling you. I mean, I would love if I had the money. Get that audio right. See, you can't do shit like that when you're in an apartment.
0: Oh, fuck no, yeah. People
1: banging on your fucking wall, dude. <laughs> like, get that turn that shit down. Yeah. Like, fuck you, almost passed this level. <laughs> Magic plate like, Star Wars Battlefront was kind of a lackluster game for me, but it's still a well-put-together game, especially the sound effects and right. the music. Imagine that shit. Jesus. On that. Oh, man, that would... I'd be like, oh, shit! And then you have,
0: like, the aerial bombardment of, like, the X-Wings flying overhead and shit. Oh. And shit, <laughs> shit rattling all over the place. You have shit falling off right. the wall. You got to get that fucking earthquake putty to put that, you know, for, like, the valuables so that shit don't go rolling around when you start playing <laughs> the games and shit.
1: My wife, my wife and I plan whenever we move into a house... We're going to invest in like a nice theater setup because we do watch a lot of movies at home because I have so many kids that going out to the theater is such a fucking hassle. Even the kids don't like doing it half the fucking time. (laughs) Couldn't we just watch this at home because there'll be that one kid that's fucking up. Right. And the other one's like, (laughs) uh, exactly. So, but yeah, I mean, the, uh, that's fucking cool. I mean, any, any new technology like that's dope. I love sound I And I was, I was I, hearing about that shit too.
0: Yeah, I always, I, I mean, I always love crisp, clean sound and shit like that. That was the yeah. same thing when I got like Band of Brothers on Blu-ray and I put it on my, you know, my surround sound and all of a sudden I'm hearing like pops of gunfire in the back of the room. I'm like, oh shit. Like I was like, get down, take a fire.
1: <laughs> I mean, the the thing, and, and that's why when I play games too, I usually go for the headphones. Yeah. Like I have a nice set of HyperX like a HyperX headset, and, and the only speakers I have are from my monitor mm-hmm. because I don't, I'm not going to spend $200 on nice computer speakers because can't use them. I can't use them at their full capacity, anyways. They're going to piss everybody off in the house. Yeah. You know, so they get the nice headset, dude. Ooh, and that just sounds crisp as fuck. Mm-hmm. You know, so, but surround sound is always sexy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what are you going to do? Um, I think Steve and I are not going to agree, or maybe we will, on this next one. Um, After How I Met Your Dad failed to get on the air, a new series in the same vein as the Cancelled How I Met Your Mother spinoff.
0: Do we really need to say Cancelled than just Ended? Well, no, they're talking about the, uh, they filmed the pilot for that How I Met Your Dad.
1: No, I know, but I'm talking about they said the Cancelled How I Met Your Mother. Oh, okay, I'm sorry, I read it wrong Uh, a spinoff series is now in the works. Um, According to Deadline, the ensemble show is titled How I Met Your Father, and much like the planned premise of How I Met Your Dad, will tell the story from a female perspective. The project will reportedly offer an entirely new take on the concept, complete with new characters. Additionally, uh, Isaac Aptiker and Elizabeth Berger, the writing team and co-executive producers on This Is Us, and under an overall deal with 20th century TV to pen the show the script is allegedly still being written as a spec internally what does that
0: mean Steve spec means it's it's basically just being written and they're gonna kind of see based off the script if it's actually going to go anywhere. so they're they're making like a concept script. well basically. no they're writing the script but it, it's based on because um, there's there's a couple of different things There's it like the put it a, in a way you'd understand I write a script total original idea, I I go to Warner Brothers and they go with it, they go, oh, did you check out the spec script? Because it's a, it's a script that was completely written and then you get turned into the studio. So it's not like the studio is actually funneling it from the inside. It would be different if, if Warner Brothers came to me and goes, hey, um, we want you to write this one. Right. That would be that would be okay. more of an in-house. Spec Isn't that called is, a treatment? No, that's a treatment is generally just kind of an outline. Like okay. We, yeah, what we do for like the show notes—that's kind of a, that's what would be considered a treatment.
1: Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I have to ask Steve this stuff because he's—he grew up around this shit. I—I'm I, new <laughs> to the scene. I don't know the fucking word. Looking at him, brand um, new and shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, and there's no word yet on when it will be on the market. It's also <laughs> worth noting. But since this spinoff doesn't feature any of the characters from the original show, may not necessarily be restricted to CBS and could potentially be sold to another network. Uh, I highly doubt that. How I Met Your Dad received a pilot order in 2014, but never received full series order by CBS. After writing the canceled spinoff How I Met Your Mother, creators uh, Kata Bays and Craig Thomas will serve as executive producer for How I Met Your Father. Um, I, I don't. I'm not excited in the least if this became a show
0: no it's too far it's too far gone now
1: it's too far gone and there's the no, con
0: and, and there's no i mean i don't care it's like you know yeah. the, the thing the reason that how we met your mother worked so well was because it was a new concept it was a new idea oh that's kind of cool i'm curious about it. now it's like okay so we're gonna what stay with the show five six seven seasons to find out you know to 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 follow it through it's like no I, already been already's already seen that movie basically I mean we've already seen it and and you could you
1: I feel this is more of a oh we need to have the women's perspective I mean but that show had plenty of female perspective in it yeah. and um who's the Ted yeah I'm gonna be honest okay I love how I met your mother was a great show I I loved it I thought it was hilarious the uh, uh, a lot of moments in it were really heartfelt I did not like Ted Every time he was on the screen, he annoyed me because he's kind of that bleeding hot. "woe is me guy?
0: Well, yeah, the romantic lead is generally not meant to be that likable. When, right. you, when he, you see a romantic comedy, that's the thing about this movie. And what some people didn't seem to understand is that it was a 30 minute romantic comedy. When you watch a romantic comedy, when you see those movies. Nine times out of ten And for me, it's the same thing. When you see a romantic comedy, who are the characters you like? His peripheral friends it's never it's the overall story that you get pulled in for but it the character will always do shit that bugs the fuck out of you you take any any romantic comedy that's how it has because it's that's how it sets the that's how it, where it sets the tension the friends around it are what kind of keeps the character grounded and usually provides the comedy cuz very seldom does the actual romantic lead ever provide the comedy so that that's why that's why it was always difficult and i and i give a lot of credit to josh radner cuz it's a hard thing to do when you're playing the romantic lead of a sitcom that isn't always technically likable because the romantic comedy leads aren't always technically likable even even um actors like uh tom hanks in a lot of those movies they're not always likable
1: right and i and i fully respect that i i get it because they're the they're they're the reason for the plot, but not necessarily what you're enjoying out of it. Exactly. You know, and it's just I really didn't like him. <laughs> like there, there were parts where where, it, when he was being funny, I liked him. He was fine. You know, when he was with the other guys and stuff like that. But when he was like, usually when he's talking to one of the girls and I just felt he was a big fucking baby. Like he was the poster child of first world fucking problems, yeah. you know. Like he lived in New York, he was a successful architect, he's having a rocky love life, and he's acting like he's going to jump off a fucking skyscraper, you know. Like it just,
2: yeah.
1: And it's all perspective, you know what I mean? It's it's all. I don't relate to the guy, you know this and that. He was still well written. I'm not I'm not saying anything about that. He was a decent character. I just couldn't. I could connect to every character on that show, but that one. So when he was on the screen, I kinda, I would lose interest if he was talking too much. You know, I don't know, I don't even know why I'm saying that. I just, <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've said it a couple times and people look at me like I'm a piece of shit. You know, like how dare you? No, you know, I mean, I, like... I
0: could see that. I could see why people have gotten that way and there there's you're not the first person that said they didn't like him. And and I enjoyed his character. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of, there was a lot of the, okay, dude, just come on, um, but, You know, there was a lot of like, you know, the way he responded to the. He was a great romantic lead for the girls because he was funny. He was charming. Like he had those attributes. Um, But you know, it it was it was one of. And when he was being comedic with the other guys, like that was always fun. Um, But yeah, I mean, as a romantic lead, there there's they're the ones that kind of keep the story going. You know, the friends are the ones that give us the little happy, okay, funny. um, What do you call it? halftime antics so yeah, yeah it's, but, it's, but I, I I have no desire to see that no. I, I would still I still watch the reruns of the old show
1: it's like when someone tell if, if you told me a story I don't need to go ask your brother to tell me the same story yeah I, I won't care it, just because it's a slightly different perspective and it's not even going to be a different perspective because they didn't meet each other until the end yeah you know, so it's gonna, and I know it's gonna be one of those like at least once a season they're gonna walk past each other, but not no, like that silly campy shit.
0: Yeah, because the thing is, is that I would have, I would have had like when they were doing the How I Met Your Dad, I had no desire to see that because I was like, okay, we've done it already, we've seen it, you've already kind of it, the aspect of this is you've already you've already shown your your hand. So at what point are we going to be, you know, it's like, how are you going to try to surprise us? You know, and, um, and I have the same thing with this is because it's not even the same writers. I kind of have even less because it's going to fall into those tropes. You know, I've seen, a after how I met your mother came out, I've seen so many shows that tried to copy that. They had, they even aired one with, um, what's his name? Uh, Jason Biggs from American Pie and the chick from who was actually in how i met your mother the chick from um uh scrubs and it literally was the same show but told from the perspective of the best friend that didn't even make it a season and they aired it right after how i met your mother i was like if you can't pull it in that audience right after especially that show, after such a
1: long running
0: yeah like, you,
1: know, you get um what do they call it
0: series fatigue oh yeah yeah absolutely yeah
1: it's it's like okay i liked it but fuck you know what i mean yeah.
0: like <laughs> yeah and it was like going, like I, I i remember watching that going oh my god it's horrible it's like just a bad copy so you know and all those shows failed none of them caught on so so i don't expect i i mean to be honest i will be surprised if this makes it be, if it makes it to a pilot if if beyond a pilot you know but I don't really sus- I expect it to sustain anything.
1: Uh, I, I I, I, would be surprised if it even left the cutting room floor. <laughs> to, be, to be honest. But it's just a stupid... You know what? I wouldn't be surprised though. Because they're always... And we've talked about this before. It seems like Hollywood doesn't understand their audience sometimes. And this happens more with movies. Like a movie will come out. And one, they don't promote it at all. all. Right. So no one even knows it's coming out. And then when it comes out, everyone fucking hates it. Yeah. So it's like no one in the room knew that people weren't going to like this. There was not one normal dude in that room that was like, bruh, this movie fucking sucks.
0: What was funny you because I, mean? I was, I was, I saw this article on uh, Facebook and it was the director of that movie that, that did the remake of Ben-Hur. And, um, uh, it was out for like two hours. Um, and uh, he was like, well, the reason the movie failed was because people couldn't take the whole forgive your enemy um, concept. And I saw the comments in there of people like saying that, you know, not really answering his point, but saying that they made a remake of a movie that they, sh- they didn't need to. But all I put in the comment, and I got a lot of likes on it, was, well, that's based on the perception that people actually went to see this movie And that was the takeaway. However, nobody went to see it. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: (laughs) And you just see, I mean, you know what I'm talking about. You see movies and you'll see the commercial for it, and you're like, what the fuck? Like, what was that? Right. And you you just know. And it's almost like Hollywood knows. Like you can see the trailer and it has that this movie is gonna fucking blow tone to it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and usually, then the movies... That's
0: usually what happens in February. When you see a lot of those movies that come out in February, um, that's the—that's usually the time. If a movie is supposed to come out in, like, December or summer, and then it gets pushed to February, um, that's usually because the studio goes, oh, this is gonna fucking suck. So they push it to February, which is what's considered the dead zone. But, but my point is... But your point is valid. You
1: have... So much quality being written every day. I lived in L.A. for three years, okay? Everyone's writing a fucking script for something. Like, I haven't met so many script writers. I've never met so many people in the same profession <laughs> in my life. And I've read a few. And some were shit. Some were the shit. You know what I mean? Like, some were awesome. You know what I mean? Right. Those will never, it's never going to fucking happen. No. You know, they'd rather just come out with, Stuff no one wants to fucking watch Which I don't understand <laughs> I just yeah. don't get it It's almost like if there was a CEO Of Hollywood You want to just like kick him out of the chair And go okay now we're going to make shit people Actually are going to watch
2: Yeah,
1: You know I don't get it it's Some kind some kind of fucking Illuminati thing going on Yeah that's what it is that's it. <laughs> <laughs> 9-11 was it <in> the- <laughs> <laughs> Right
0: <laughs> Alright so given that this is going to be our last episode of 2016, um, instead of doing a pull list, um, which was kind of a weak comic list anyway, I decided that this would probably be a good, uh, uh, a good idea, a uh, good time to kind of look back at 2016 with some of the stuff that, that happened. And, and Adam kind of was like, yeah, you know, that, that's kind of a cool idea. So,
1: And I added a bit to pull. The-
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. You added quite a bit to there. Um, so what we actually put together was just this really – Kind of quick list of uh, looking back at twenty sixteen, some um, the bad stuff, and then some of the good stuff that happened in twenty sixteen.
1: Nope. You want to do it this way? You say a good one, then I'll say a bad one. You say a good one, then I'll say a bad okay. one. Okay.
0: Um, first good one. Disney brought the power this year.
1: Yeah, uh,
0: buddy. Fuck, dude. With um, now with Star Wars, I mean, you had, and then with the Force Awakens from last year, also um doctor strange and civil war happening this year same thing with pixar with finding dory like disney brought brought like you you asked it to be brought they brought it and like at this particular point you can't stop them
1: disney's making our fucking dreams come true (laughs) yeah like seriously disney's one of the disney was like god 2016 sucks here, just watch our movies. Like right. I know you need a break. <laughs> you know I love them. I
0: love Disney, dude. Yeah, I mean Star
1: Wars, Marvel, Marvel all yeah, the Marvel, Can
0: Pixar. That's just that's
1: all them. Yeah. Um, first bad one is Vine goes bye bye. I don't know if this is too bad. I mean, yeah. but
0: it, to me, it was it's, it. It like, was an end of
1: an era kind of thing. It is
0: because it was one of those things that it was a Twitter, a Twitter douchebag move yeah like they bought it and then and that's the problem with stuff like this like when those companies buy other social media you know kind of things is they never know what to do with it
1: they either keep it running or they just delete it yeah like i think um, (laughs) i think uh like amazon bought twitch yeah, but Twitch is still going strong. But of course, Twitch was super pot. Like you make making money off of Twitch, right? You know, so I think that's the problem is no one was making money on
0: buying. Yeah, because it's like, what are, what are you doing? What are you gonna like? How are you supposed to monetize that? I mean, fucking for Christ's sakes! I mean, Twitter is even having trouble monetizing Twitter. You know, so I think it was kind of one of those things where, you know, shouldn't have been sold. And the fact that it was, I'm not surprised that it just gets the, gets the boot.
1: Yeah. Um, so, so, what's the next good one?
0: Warner Brothers starts their DC movie universe. Yeah, buddy. Regardless, regardless of the fact of what you may think of Batman versus Superman or Suicide Squad, um, it we finally got the start of it. Even though the media and like everybody out there is just dead set on hating it. It happened. It finally happened. We saw Batman and Superman on the screen together. We saw Wonder Woman on there. We've got Suicide Squad, which had, you know, Ben Affleck crossing into that one. And now, I mean, 2017, we've got Wonder Woman and Justice League. You know, it's just it's going to get bigger. And you know, it's just one of those where I'm just like, you know what? Regardless of whatever, whatever you may think of it, it, it's awesome. We're finally getting. Or yeah. DC and Marvel Comics brought to life.
1: And I dug Suicide and they, and, Squad. I and mean they
0: and they kick ass on TV too. The DC oh yeah. universe. Oh, oh yeah. God. Yeah.
1: And and having the main cinematic universe kick off just cements the TV even more. And it's it's just DC's they're catching up rapidly, I feel. Yeah. Um because Marvel Marvel's doing great. No knock on them. But they're they're in cruise control right now. You know, they're not really innovating as much as they were because they've already established it. They don't have to. You know, so it's kind of nice. Well, on a DC I mean, Dr. Strange was
0: Dr. Strange oh, yeah, that's true. And, there, there's a
1: few of them, you know yeah. what I mean? But DC's at that part when it's like Marvel when Iron Man came out, like that right. beginning. You know Cause what I mean? the thing is, is,
0: like people sit there and say like, oh, yeah, Marvel had it right. They had Iron Man and then Incredible Hulk came after that. I didn't do so well, you know? Mm-mm. But it, it's just one of those of that, you know, we got to stop comparing Warner Brothers to you know, Marvel. And yeah, Marvel was a smaller company. They did it on their own, so they had to get I mean, this shit right. But- we can compare it
1: subjectively, but we don't need to be so fucking black and white about yeah. it. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, next on the bad list is the Galaxy Note 7. Um,
0: <laughs> just in general. it's just
1: a- <laughs> There's no need to explain it. It's, <laughs> if it hasn't melted your fucking hand, right? Um, people still want to have it. They have to fucking put an update that ruins it, so people will stop fucking using it. Yeah, just all types of fucking bullshit. I mean, it
0: just you know? you know, going from just uh you know being what if you read the reviews, you read the early reviews. This was the next step in the evolution of, of uh you know the the phablets, but that battery shit, and it shows you how quickly that shit will go. And then if you have. If you're going to repair, you say, oh yeah, it's good again. You better make fucking sure that thing is good. And don't tell me that shit is, oh, it's we can't, we're unable to replicate it. Bullshit. I I just I just I call shenanigans on that one. I mean (laughs) and then
1: Samsung, they apologize. Right. But like a month and a half after it fucking, I'm like. I, it was such a dirty fucking situation, like the whole thing. And it it really sucked, too, because Samsung was that like if, it, if an Apple person, would, oh, the iPhone this, you could be like, yeah, but Samsung <laughs> right. and they always had a million more things going on. It's like, yeah, Samsung's phones melt in your pocket, not your hand. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, fuck,
0: man. you uh, know, or but- like that picture of Two-Face. Hey, I came back to exchange my galaxy. <laughs>
1: It's just funny. And that Spider-Man one? It's oh,
0: yeah. got a new phone. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So, um, FCC backs net neutrality, uh, which at in the beginning of the year, everybody was like, ooh, you know, they, they're backing net neutrality, you know, no more monopolies on the internet. Now when you have these bigger companies buying, like AT&T buying DirecTV and all that shit, now it's like, oh, yeah, but if you have... You know, AT&T, you know, you can run direct TV stuff on your phone and it won't count against your data caps. So we're finding that there's always a way around it. Right. You know, we had high hopes in the beginning of the year, but, you know, like 2016, it pretty much catfished everyone and just kind of had their way with all of us. And that, that I, 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 I
1: talk of that net neutrality shit's back on the block next yeah, year, I, I think, too. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't think it's ever going to go through because it's impossible to police the Internet anyway. It's well, almost like saying um, anal is illegal. Well, how the fuck are you going to enforce that? Right. You know, so it's that's a weird uh, comparison, but still still valid. But the, the point internet, still the internet, the internet <laughs> is a lot like anal. Okay, <laughs> And there's a lot of anal on it. Right. So.
0: Exactly. Um.
1: Yeah. Um, and then you have iPhone <laughs> loses its headphone jack. You know what? This is a good one for me because it's just yet another fucking dumbass thing that Apple does. Yeah. For me to keep in the because fu- it's be, oh ga- fucking Samsung Galaxy no melt. You know what, dude? It's the, at least it melted with its fucking headphone jack. Okay. <laughs> like, are you fucking? And what makes it even worse? is it has no headphone jack. Immediately after that, they create a dongle because no one didn't want the
0: headphone jack. Right. It's like, why do you do things that nobody fucking wants? And this is the thing, like, people bitched about when Microsoft taking away the start menu, the start button. People went fucking ballistic, they put it back. Apple does this and then just says, fuck you. We don't care. Here's a dongle so you can buy that to use that. But we're not going to we're not going to cater to you. This is our vision, right. and and then their announcement saying bravery, as in doing this is brave. Okay, I mean, just in this particular this particular year, Apple was particularly, particularly very grandiose Opity. about their yeah. about their courageous moving. They're forward. better than all of us. Yeah, and it's just like fuck you, dude. And now there's rumors that you know. Samsung might do it. I doubt it. I doubt Samsung would do it, at least in this iteration, because that's a heavy. That's a heavy Look, thing. To when do. they can make a Bluetooth fucking headset, the battery lasts more than half a fucking day. All oh, right.
1: I'm I'm with it. You yeah. know what I mean? But it's like I have a Bluetooth headset. It's a Plantronic. It's not the best one, I'll admit, and it lasts with my listening the way I do it. It will last the full day. But it's yet another thing I have to fucking charge. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, well, no one likes wires. I'm like, really? Because when I'm sitting at my desk, I really could give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> right. I don't need I that's why I never use that fucking thing. Because I'm like, why do I have this?
0: And also, you know, the the fucking ear pods, those look so fucking gay. I'm sorry. Those things those look... are dumb. I like
1: that fucking one video where they kept falling out the tubes. Oh yeah, I
0: know. That was awesome. And also, I loved the video that pissed people off of that um, fake uh, create your own headport headphone jack. Did you say? Yeah. You, you know, with, you know, just drill into your iPhone there, and then you can connect your iPhone. I was like, really, guys?
1: Every every iPhone, though, there's something like that. Yeah. You can charge it faster if you microwave it, like that right. kind of shit. Yeah. Um, and, because and... most people who own an iPhone
2: are No, I'm just kidding. There's some
1: people that don't and it's not even they're dumb it's just that if you don't know anything about technology you'll most likely get an iPhone
0: yeah
1: because it's just it's 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 not easier to use it's just marketed as easier to use yeah iPhones are more difficult to use in oh, my yeah. in my, my experience opinion, yeah. because they lock you out of fucking everything i
0: had i had a, i had what a year i had my iphone yeah. i fucking hated that thing it just, they're not intuitive because no. they
1: don't let you do anything you want to do mm uh-uh. Just ridiculous. Anyway, we're gonna talk about iPhones all fucking day. What's the um, what's the next? Good. I thing? have
0: Battlefield One. Um. EA did a really good thing. Um. Instead of going ahead with the the Battlefield franchise as it was, they decided to take school take it back, and for me that was a highlight this year because there were more people that were more apt for the Battlefield series than than the Modern Warfare series, um, or Infinite Warfare as it is now. Um, going back and and doing old tanks and Zeppelins and and all of that stuff. And to me, that was just, that was a great way to reinvigorate a franchise. Um, So I was really, really happy with with Battlefield 1 and just seeing that, okay, we're not just simply going to keep doing the same thing like other companies, Activision. Uh, We're going (laughs) to, we're actually going to try something a little bit different. And we're going to go back not to World War Two, where both <clears throat> where both franchises had <clears throat> some success. Now we're going to go back to World War One, where things are going to be even more complicated. So I really I, I I thought that was a good thing for this year.
1: Yeah, the game I haven't played the game yet. Um, it just looks so dope, and it, it's nice to see. Um. Battlefield getting a little bit more shine. Something to, something to keep Call of Duty on their toes. Not to erase them, but just make them do something a little extra too. Because yeah. they, they're getting a little too fucking comfortable. You know what I mean? And and it, it's gonna be nice to watch them uh kind of squirm a little bit and go, okay. Oh fuck, we need to <laughs> we need to do something. You know what yeah. I mean? I think um, I
0: think the next two can be combined, really.
1: I that's what I was just thinking too. So the first one's Harambe. So it was it sucked that Harambe got shot. I mean, yes. He might have hurt. The, he could have hurt the kid or whatever. But I mean, it's you know, it's a fucking, it's it's a an evolutionary cousin, all right. It's it's a homie. Like it, it's yeah. it sucks that it got shot. The second thing is people caring too fucking much about Harambe.
2: Right.
1: Um. And I I will admit, the first day I heard about it, I was damn. You know, he doesn't even look like he's hurting the kid. You know, like what's the issue? They couldn't have solved that another way. You know, blah blah blah. And then that was it because my words or Facebook comments are not going to change what had already happened. Right. But people talked about Harambe. People are still talking about Harambe.
0: To the, um, uh, the meme around the time of the election with Harambe. And he's like, oh, I have something to tell you about Hillary Clinton. <laughs> and then he got shot. So yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, it sucked what happened. Could there have been a different way possible? But, you know, it is a fucking gorilla. You know, they're they're not like, you know, your fucking Yorkie that, you know, put a little bit of Benadryl and they're going to pass right out, you know, when you hit something with, uh, if you hit something with a trink and it doesn't take, that fucker gets
1: pissed. Well, not only that, what if he fell on the kid? I mean, they're about 600 pounds, you know? I mean, there's a lot of different things. And the main thing that everyone likes to forget is, um... Why did the child fall in?
0: I know. And that's the thing that bothers me um, always about this is the fact that it's like they're talking about that, but it's like, what about the parent? How is the parent not at fault in any way? Oh, because it it got away from the parent and got over there. Well, you know what? The parent should have probably been a little, paying a little more attention because what the fuck were they doing?
1: It's just stupid. Like, and and I've heard so many excuses and a lot of them center around, well, you know, if you were a parent, you'd understand it only takes a second to look away. I have six children. All right. I go outside with all six of them and I know where every single one of them is.
0: It's like, no, because they're too busy looking on Instagram and liking their parents' pictures and-
1: Yeah, they're bullshit. Yeah. So I don't want to hear that shit. Parents are so quick, bad parents, are so quick to say, oh- I only looked away for a second and I was watching my children. No, you weren't because you looked away for a second.
0: Right.
1: You know, my, I, I, I always tell people the same thing. When I go to the grocery store, okay, I see of, most parents, their kids are running all over the fucking oh, store. Yeah. They're all over the place. And they're on their my, phone. Exactly. My kids, I, first of all, I don't use my phone when I'm with my kids because it distracts me. My children are more important than my fucking phone. All right. Well, you're weird. They're, well, you know. <laughs> I have the little one in the shopping cart. That's one that's going to run off. And then all the other ones are right by. If they start to spread, all I have to do is go cart. And they all just fucking suck back into the cart. It's called training your fucking children. Oh, yeah. You know, but no one does that anymore. They, they want to be front their the television. They want to be their best friend. They sit them in front of the TV and they don't teach him shit. That's why people suck now. Yeah, is no
2: one teaches <laughs> the
1: kids how to behave. I'm not saying I'm a perfect parent, but, but you are. fuck, you know what I mean. <laughs> you're saying it. I'm like not saying it, to but I'm saying up, it. I'm not saying it, but we already know. Okay?
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, um. So one of the good things I thought this year was the DC comic reboot. Even though they really didn't say it was a reboot, but it really was kind of a reboot. Um. Basically, what DC did this year is like they had their whole you know they they did their flashpoint and then they had 5 years of that and then we got you know the this rebirth and basically what the rebirth was is they took the things that they realized that didn't work and that the things they took away were wrong some of the some of the things that they they removed and then brought it back and to me that was one of those things where I was like okay that's DC basically saying yeah we know because even in the first issue of rebirth it said you know you know we had to have the love again and this again and it was all the missing dynamics that weren't happening in in uh the uh, new 52 so i i kind of i dug the dc reboot and it kind of really kind of a fresh felt like a fresh start for some for some of the um comics and at the point when i was reading them they were they were solid titles coming out so yeah you know um i i thought the uh the uh, rebirth was a good, uh, good one for this year.
1: Yeah, um, rebirth was good. The new fifty, the new fifty-two, which started in what two thousand fifteen? No, eleven. Oh shit! Really? Yeah, it was five years. Yeah, it's true. Uh, it was hit or miss for me. I, there were a few good ideas in there, but it, I don't know. It was just typical DC shit at the time. Would,
2: right.
1: Shit would go all over the place, but this rebirth got everything kind of in line, and I dig it. Um, the next bad thing, I don't even have that many details about it. I just put it on here. Cause I remember everybody freaking out about it was the Istanbul, uh, airport attack. All oh, right. And it kind of just streams into the nonstop fucking terrorist bullshit. Yeah. That's been going on this yeah. year. Orlando and, and, and you know, I, I, I remember talking about, um, you know, we talk about ISIS, of course, but we talk about Orlando or stuff. It's just, People being assholes a lot of the time. Yeah. School shootings, this and that. But then I, I kind of got heated with someone, and I usually don't get heated when people talk like this. But I don't know; it just struck a chord a little bit. But he, I was talking about um, like Syria and and just like, oh yeah, it's just a lot of shit going on, you know, and it sucks. And he's like, well, you can't change that. I said, no, of course I can't, you know, but I can look at it and and see that it sucks. He says, "Yeah, but if it's not happening in America, who fucking cares?" <laughs> and I don't know that that struck me. I was like, "You know, you're a fucking piece of shit. How about that?" Yeah. You know, I said, like, "I'm not up here. I'm not a bleeding heart liberal. I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and 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 fucking Facebook comment every single thing like I'm going to change the world. But fuck, dude. Yeah. Like, at least have a little compassion. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, children are dying for Christ's sake. Get your shit together.
0: You know." What were you going to say? I said Trump's America. <laughs> Trump's America. It's true. Uh, um, So another good thing. Apparently giant pandas are no longer considered endangered. And that's always a good thing. Yes. Because they were for a long time. But, I, you know, it like, um, looks like. I uh, always it like hearing looks that. Look like I, they, it looks like they're, you know, they're listening to a little bit more Marvin Gaye. You know, shit's starting to happen. <laughs> you that. know, there's well they're they, I remember
1: seeing a um, uh, a show on them their, their mating is not very frequent they they just don't they don't have a lot of children you know so it's it's been very difficult but um, China's been getting it done like they've there's a lot of scientists <laughs> yeah, they, putting on that shit you know there's been a lot of scientists over there doing a lot of work and I always like hearing that I remember when we heard a few years back that the bald eagle wasn't considered uh, endangered anymore yeah. and you know it's just it's just great to hear that you know that we're we're doing the opposite of what we've done as a species for so many centuries.
2: Yeah,
1: you know, it's, it's just good to hear. Um, now, if we could just get the cockroach fucking just gone, I right, would appreciate exactly. that. Fuck that animal. <laughs> um, where? Where's the um, the shooting in Orlando? Um, I could have combined that with Istanbul, I guess, but that Orlando thing was harsh. Man. Yeah, that was- like it was. It not only was it. It's horror. It's horrifying that so many people died. At over something so stupid, you know, and yeah. um, inconsequential. In
0: dude himself was, you know, did they confirm that? Well, I mean, he was on Grinder and shit like that. You know? Yeah,
1: so it's like he, he was if self-hating. that's he was self-hating, right? If that's the case, then he he was his that own guy that, issues, he, he was know?
0: that guy that was like fuck bags. They're you know, God could exterminate all of them. Yet he's saying that while he's holding a dick in his hand, right, and not it's, his. <laughs>
1: You know, it's not even that the biggest thing, the Orlando thing was horrifying. I, I, I hate hearing that shit. I have to explain it to my children. You know, it's it's just it's just bad. But then it's also too, it's it's embarrassing as yeah. as as a member of this country, you know, that something like that happens. Yeah. You know, you're just like, fuck, we need to get our shit together. Like it's just ridiculous. But you know what? Shit like that can happen any fucking moment. Yeah. You know, because we can't have armed guards everywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, I mean, then we're just communists at that point. Now, I hear the crime rate's real low in North Korea. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it, it's just like, it just sucks. It, it just sucks to hear shit like that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna combine this next one just to kind of speed it along because we have a, we have a few, few more bad than good. Yeah. Um, the police bullshit. We're seeing a lot of police brutality. But then on, on the on the turn, we're seeing a lot of brutality towards decent police officers. Right. Um, and a lot of uh, not cooperating with decent police officers in response to... And also, um, nice you know, you, gotta, you
0: also got to remember, if you're going to use, I know my rights, you better make sure you know your rights. You better
1: know you know them. Yeah. yeah. Here's the here's situation with that, though. And my biggest concern with this is that no one seems to know how to look at anything logically or subjectively
2: mm-hmm.
1: if there's a police officer in um where was one of the shootings oh, Fer- uh, there ferguson
0: were... there was
1: that's what kicked that one off there's well, a shooting in ferguson, ferguson right? there
0: was uh the shooting in north carolina uh, well, let's just
1: i just need one for an example yeah. so we'll, we'll say the one in north carolina there's a shooting there we see it on the news it's bad the cop's a dick we get it and then you're someone who lives in oregon and you're fucking with a cop over there. Those two events don't, they're not the same. Like right. we can't, you have, oh, cops are racist because they see all black people as, as criminals. That statement alone is dumb yeah. because it's an, it's an impossibility. You right. can't, you can't say that everybody is the same. But then in turn, what do they do? All police officers are this. Yeah. All police, you're, you're racism is a two-way street and and it's and this whole thing has rekindled that notion of black people can't be racist. Yeah. Or minorities can't be ra- no, honey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone can be racist. Yeah, everyone can know. be. And and if you and if they like to say, you know, the extremists, which what they are in in that it, they like to say, "Oh, well, black people don't have any power, so they can't be racist." Black people have plenty of power. You know, it, it when you, if you're <laughs> fucking lighting and shit on see, fire but and the, killing. But, but cops.
0: See, the thing is, is that that statement alone is bullshit, because it's like you don't have to have power to be racist. No, you don't. You don't. I mean, I well, know, have two. I if... know the poorest of poor white people that are racist as fuck. Where's the power there?
1: Exactly. Oh, because they're they, white. I'm sure probably well. The a answer. good a good example. You know, we could do a thing right here. I'm I'm white. I'm t- Irish American, but I'm white, and um. Steve is is Mexican American, you know, Ariba. <laughs> now, if I call, if if it's just me and Steve in a room, there's no audience. That's the problem. Is when there's an audience, mm-hmm. there's no audience, and I call Steve a spick, and he calls me a cracker. Who's who's worse? Who's right. better? There's no fucking difference. We just did the same exact thing.
2: Well, the you
0: know and the thing too is like you know how they say they like, oh they always you know, harassing Mexicans or harassing this. I've lived in, you know, I in this neighborhood my whole life. I lived it when it was predominantly white until it's, you know, become what it predominantly Mexican now. I have yet to ever walk down the street and be randomly grabbed by the cops, thrown against there, beaten, hit, whatever, shot by them. Just for simply walking down the street. But I, according
1: oh, to the media, you're being beat right now.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing is like, I've always had a problem with that. It's like most people that don't like cops are the ones that cause a lot of shit. I've known so many people that are like, fuck cops, but I know how they are. And I, I've seen what they do in real life. And I'm like, yeah, but you're an asshole. Like, yeah, I, I've seen you because you think, you know, you deal drugs. Of course, right, you, don't you like can't cops. break a
1: you can't commit a crime. And then scream foul when a cop arrests you. Right. For it. And I mean, you know, you, know, you know,
0: and it's not to say that there are, you know, certain areas where cops are a certain way. Yeah, I'm sure they are. But to to generalize that every Mexican or every so-and-so um, get is is responsible abuse. It's like, no, that that isn't true. When you use a blanket statement, there's going to be falsehoods. So anytime a blanket statement is used, you can't use that. You can't exactly. say that. Because then it's like, no, because I guarantee you there is. You know, there are quite a few people that will, you know, when a cop comes to me and goes like, you know, can I speak to you for a second? And he's like, certainly officer, what's the problem? I don't mean to go, no, fuck you, man. I don't need to talk to your shit. You know, I know my rights. The fuck? He just said he wanted to talk to you. What's your problem? You know, yeah. and that, that's my issue is like going, Um, what's the problem, officer?
1: We have, there was that video um, where some, some activist or something for the black, Lives black or black, what Black Lives Matter movement? Yeah. Um, she got pulled over. I think she had like a busted. T- there was there was a legit reason to pull her over. Is my point? Right. And the cop was being nice. He wasn't doing anything. She refused to give her license. She refused all that shit you read on Facebook that you yeah. supposedly can do with a cop. Yeah, it's, like- it's like you're being a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. See, the thing is, is that if a cop has, if a decent cop which is the majority of them doesn't have probable cause. He's not going to bother you. Now, if he comes to your car and he pulled you over for a taillight or something and he's like, Hey, can I see your license or registration? No, you can't because this is my right. I'm not going to roll down my window because I don't have to. Well, guess what he has now. Yeah. He has probable fucking cause cause you look like you're hiding something. Like I get pulled over, bruh, My windows down 10 and two on the steering. It's the, <laughs> I'm nervous as fuck too. Yeah, and it's
0: like those people, well, he shot at me because he he was reaching for his license. And it, did the cop know? You know? You
1: have to. And w- and every time, I've been pulled over a few times, like all of us. Most of us have been pulled over a couple times. I got 10 and 2. I turn the car off. I roll the window down. I'm ready to go. Cop comes up. He's like, can I have license registration? Every single time I say, I need to go into my glove box. Is that okay? And he'll say, he'll shine his flashlight into the car and go, yeah, no problem. And when you do that, they're fucking cool as shit. Like, they'll joke around. But if you're fucking frantically moving around your car, if you're acting like a jackass, they get nervous. Hey, the cop's getting shot out here. Yeah. You know, they want to go home to their families just as much as you do. Now, are there isolated events where cops go too far? Of course there are. Are there isolated events where people go too far with cops? Yes, there are. You know why? Because people
0: are shit. Yeah.
1: You know, and and you're absolutely correct. General general generalizations are the beginning of an evaluation, not the end. Yeah, you make a generalization and then you find out the detail. You know, and whatever. We're gonna talk about this all fucking day, but I'll add I'll add real quickly to the police bullshit, the media bullshit. The media just made it about a million times worse for fun. Oh yeah, let's yeah, get ratings, ratings today. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and it's 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 despicable and it's it's uh, it's um irresponsible journalism. Um.
0: This one, you're going to probably need to uh, uh, speak up more on this, but uh, one of the good things, the Juno spacecraft.
1: Motherfucker. The Juno spacecraft. So this is the probe that um, was sent to uh, Jupiter. Now, <laughs> you want to know something funny about the name of the Juno spacecraft? So Jupiter um, <laughs> Jupiter is named after a god, a Roman god or Greek god, because they're the same. Um, and the moons... Are named after his mistresses. Juno is the name of his wife. So, NASA stay snitching. They fucking sent this motherfucker's wife (laughs) to go see what's going on. I thought that was funny as well. That is
2: funny. (laughs) Um,
1: But the Juno spacecraft uh, made it without incident um, to, and it was launched. Oh, fuck. Let me, I can't remember now. I knew it all until someone asks me. (laughs) That's why I suck at training. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> it do work because <laughs> I'll know until someone asks me. Then I'm like, uh, and then I look like I don't know shit. Um, the Juno spacecraft, um, its mission duration is sick, it planned for six years, which is a pretty long fucking mission, um, made by Lockheed Martin. It, when did it fucking launch? What's the launch date? Launch date, August 5th, 2011. Um it's closest approach October 9th. Anyway. Um <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's going to it's going to study Jupiter basically. But it's um I think what did it do? Oh, it broke a speed record. So it um it's the fa- it's currently the fastest flying spacecraft ever created by humanity. Um which is Always cool. (laughs) You know, um, uh, so 2000, December 11th, 2016, it's it's there. It's it hasn't started its mission yet, but it's kind of getting ready. Um, It's pretty cool. So if if the mission is going to study Jupiter, but obviously, um, you know, get some stuff on the moons and stuff like that. Cause we on Juno trying to see what's up. (laughs) You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I hear you. Um, Just stuff
1: like this is a big deal to me. Like it might not be a big deal to everybody else, (laughs) to be honest, (laughs) but I dig this shit and it's just cool to see a mission just be so successful. Like, Hey, look, we wanted to do this and this fucking happened. So fuck you, you know? Um, And also all of these missions are on Twitter now, which I think is great. Like you could follow them on Twitter and then you get live updates. When they find something, you'll get pictures and all types of shit. Nice. I geek out on this.
0: You know. <laughs> what
1: are you gonna do? Right. Uh all right, well, that's it. <laughs> um, the bad ones. Back to the bad ones. This is actually really sad. we gonna stop laughing for a second. Um, that Disney Gator attack on that kid. Yeah, bro. That was like horrible. That was horrifying to see. And it's um now, a lot of people were were, were acting the same way I was acting with the Harambe situation. Where it's like, well, why weren't you watching your kid? But this situation was a little different. Um, Disney was, like, letting people go where they shouldn't have gone. Yeah. Um, And those fucking gators are no joke. Like, they move quick as fuck. And if a kid's seeing one, he's not going to do anything. He's just going to stand there.
0: I think it was – didn't it happen, like, early evening? Yeah. So, like, the water's already dark. You can't see those.
1: Yeah. It's – I mean, to lose a child is 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 bad enough, but in that kind of way, so yeah, gruesome, so gruesome, you know? and just um, um, it's I just. just ugh. It, I, I think my wife was crying when she was seeing that on the news, and
0: yeah, I remember watching that, just thinking, "Oh my god."
1: Yeah, but um, we don't have to talk about
2: that
0: too much now. Yeah. It's <laughs> pretty much bad. Um, all right, so one of the good things I had uh, uh, a palate cleanser, uh, Microsoft cross gaming, cross platform gaming, yeah. Um, So this year, Microsoft released uh, games playable on the Xbox are playable on the PC. Uh, You can use an Xbox controller. Everything was awesome with that. Um, And it also started launching a a bigger conversation about gaming between Microsoft and PlayStation consoles. Now, Adam and I discussed on an earlier show um, earlier this year about why that's not feasible and simply because if you had that, then suddenly there's no competition between the Microsoft or a PlayStation. Yeah. You, because suddenly now you have people that are like, "Oh well, I'll just get what I what I want, and I can play with my buddies." Instead of, "Oh well, all my buddies have this, so I'll have to get this because I have more friends on that." Um. So yeah, and and, but uh, you know, Microsoft did still made us so like, "Oh yeah, and by the way, if you buy the game on um on Xbox, it's available, on the on the PC for free." So, you know, it's that kind of, that kind of stuff, that forward thinking. And that's, that's a great step because at least, you know, if you have a Microsoft and somebody's playing on a, on a, on a PC, you know, it's not every game, Um, but you know, it's going to, it's going to start to be a thing. It's going to
1: be the Microsoft produced games, like Gears of War, um, stuff like that. And that's, I think the next Halo is planned to be that way.
0: And you know, that'll be cool too. So, you know, I, I thought that that was a great, uh, uh, a great achievement this year. Yeah. Fuck
1: yeah. And then also that expanded on um, the Windows 10 update for X, the Xbox One and expanded on its app abilities and and I mean the Xbox is the Xbox One is an amazing if you really think about it it's an amazing fucking device you uh-huh. know and and it's really out to me outshines the PS4 in a number of ways uh, and all of them are the ones I care about so <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah if you had cross platform. Because it's very, it's very feasible technical wise. I mean, all you need to do is make a bridge between the two servers. The games are the same, yeah. You know, so they all they have to do is talk to each other. But the, um, the, the financials of it is what gets in the way. It, it's not. It doesn't make any sense to allow it. Yeah. You know, for them to make money, because everyone would just get an Xbox.
0: Yeah, <laughs> pretty much.
1: You know, so it doesn't really matter. Or everyone would get a PlayStation. Same problem. You know? Right. Um. Next one on the ballast is the Zika virus, which... Um, Apparently
0: we we conquered, much like the Ebola yeah, which, virus, yes. you know.
1: Which is great. I mean, that's great. But goddamn, it, it
0: not only... Okay,
1: for, first of all, every year we get some kind of virus. It's usually a flu strain right. or something. But this one was like, your babies are going to be born with fucking shrunken heads and shit. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I some thought,
0: horrifying shit. I thought it would be a bigger deal when it went into um, Rio for the games and stuff like that. But yeah but they seem to they seem to keep it on lock.
1: I don't I don't know what they did i I was I kind of wasn't following it towards the end but
0: well, it's, because fucking... it's because of the government it was a government conspiracy from the get go yeah yeah man <laughs> stupid
1: um but it's cool and also uh, some good came out of the Zika virus where I' was seeing scientists are are are, are now um, they're doing testing and designing genetically modified mosquitoes that uh, basically attack like attack they they fix that problem like the where mosquitoes are spreading all these diseases right. so they're genetically modifying mosquitoes that don't spread diseases or something like that and I don't know I fucking I, I like read the headline
2: but yeah. <laughs> it you're was one on of CNN. those you're one of those It was on uh, CNN you know okay. hey I'm a busy guy all right so fuck
0: <laughs> oh man um so the Nintendo Switch. Yes. So after, after months of hearing that, uh, that uh, the NX was gonna be coming soon, uh, Nintendo finally announced the uh, Nintendo Switch, which basically looks like, um, you know, uh, console gaming slash tablets, um, tablet playing. A lot of cool stuff with it. You know, if it works the way they, they show it works, it's going to be an awesome deal. I'm, I'm, I'm really kind of excited for it, you know, but I, I don't know. It's just, uh, it, it, it just, it just seems cool. If Like I said, if it is going to be the way it's promised, I mean, we already, we saw Marvel, um, a, a Mario title in there, uh, Oh, you know, Legend of Zelda in there and all well, that I stuff. Think, so
1: I think it's gonna be as it's promised because they ain't promised it much. Like they've shown it. I, I've actually seen they brought it on the um oh, what's that fucking late show dude? Um Jimmy oh, Jimmy, Fallon. I think it was J- Jimmy Fallon. They brought he was playing it. They had a nice little demo on that. Um and they're not making lofty claims. They haven't even talked about the OS, yeah. which is really the we use fuck up. So they're like, oh, we're gonna do this TV shit and this and this and this, and none of that panned out. They're like, you know what? These are the games coming out. You'll like those. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, I think they're making a lot of smart moves with with the way they're marketing it. And I'm fucking hyped as shit. I already told my kids. I said, oh, well, we're we're getting it when it comes out. <laughs> you know, because because they they wanted a Wii U for Christmas this year. First of all, the Wii U is sold out everywhere. Yeah. I think because they're not making any more. I noticed that Nintendo was actually really smart. They stopped making it right before Christmas, and then every dumbass bought it at Christmas time and mm-hmm. clears the fucking stock out. I was like, "Oh shit, these <laughs> these right. people were fucking geniuses," you know. So, which is funny because they it was still three hundred. Oh, yeah. when you have the the fucking four K PS4s and Xbox One sitting right next to them for two fifty. But I think like always, Nintendo's strong suits, their fucking first party games are dope as shit. And if they if they they could just move all those Wii titles over to the Switch, make some new shit, and they'll be off to the race. And we forget the Wii even happened. You know? Um, but I'm excited for it. I've already my son found the Switch video and then he showed it to everybody else, and they're super excited about it. And I was like, Yeah, we're getting it. Don't worry about that. I might get two. I got so many fucking kids. Like, how many people can play on a Switch at once? That's the question I need to know. Yeah. You know, because there's only two controllers as as far as I can see, but I'm sure more than two people can play. Probably. Yeah. So it's going to kill me in fucking accessories. That's one thing Nintendo always does. Oh, yeah. I'm going to spend 400 on the console and 1500 on the fucking
2: controllers (laughs) and
1: shit. Uh, So another one of the negative is Brexit. So. I put this on the negative because I don't really see a way this is going to end well for the UK. Um, it seemed like it happened because a lot of posturing and a lot of ego um, on England's side of like, we can take care of ourselves. You know, fuck you guys. But now they exit the UK, the UN, or whatever the fuck it's called. EU. EU and every trade deal has to be re fucking established it's it, it just and it threw the eu for a loop too it just seems stupid to me like well, everything was going fine like what's the problem yeah
0: but the problem with the eu is the is the fact that you know the larger the larger countries are supposed to help out the smaller countries that don't want to fix their shit you know and and i get that because you know I understand that that whole concept of yeah. you know being under all these rules that you know they that people from Belgium decide to set for you um you know I I get that um but I mean I, I think know. I just I I liked the idea
1: of everyone working together over there I don't know I just kind of dug it you know it was cool like Europe throughout history is known for fighting each other all the fucking time yeah and now all of a sudden they're all friends. Like I'm like, "Hey, this is dope." You know, like everybody everybody's having a good time, they're figuring shit out. You know, and I'm sure, look, I'm in the United States. I'm sure there are plenty of problems with the EU that I am not aware of because I don't live there. You know, but it just it, to me it seemed the reason for leaving the EU for most of the people that voted for it was because of a lot of lofty claims. And and you had that one main guy that was talking all kinds of shit, and we've all seen the videos. And then he starts backing off, yeah, as soon as it got voted. And it just see it almost seemed like they tricked the fucking people of England into doing it, <laughs> you know, or or the the um, UK. Let's be respectful of right. Northern Ireland, Wales, and Scotland. Um,
0: so it, I don't know.
1: It just it just seemed like weird, and it just became a fucking circus too. You know, and uh,
0: I mean, I didn't know too much about it, even when they had the vote. And trying to find information on it is like fucking, you know,
1: because it's a fucking circus. It's it's all over the place. Like it was so difficult to follow. And of course, we're across the pond. You know what I mean? But yeah,
0: but even just trying um, on the internet, just trying to find something that will actually tell you what's going on. But you know, that whole fake news thing. You know, where you have everybody basically posturing to one side or the other. You can't get any real information. Right. Right.
1: It was funny too because I, I saw someone see draw a uh, correlation between Brexit and um, Scotland trying to leave the UK. And um, when Scotland was trying to leave the UK, the House of Commons and and Parliament over there was like laughing at them, like that's stupid. Why would you want to do that? And they kind of you know they voted not to. They stayed in, but. <laughs> The funny thing to me was I've seen videos. Like I saw this video. I think it was on um what's his what's his name on HBO, John Oliver. Yeah, he, he said, and you wonder why um, Scotland would want to leave. Well, maybe it's because they've been treated like this. Oh and it yeah, shows, yeah I've The seen Scotland that dude, the dude from Scotland asked, like, when are we going to get like what we deserve, basically, for something? And the fucking prime minister laughed at him. Yeah. Like. It just said, oh, okay, you know, sit down. I would have been like, oh, fuck you, right, right. You know, it's it's just I don't know. We'll see. It's one of those things. I threw on there because it was a circus, but we'll see if it's good or not. It's not good for the EU.
0: Well, it's the circus over there it was the same as the circus over here.
1: Exactly. So we'll see if it's if it's good for um the UK. I mean, I yeah. guess they're one of our closest allies. So if they benefit, we benefit. But still, yeah, you know, I want everyone to be friends. <laughs> I'm an idealist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we don't have any more good shit because this year sucks, so I'll just go down the list. Um, the Chewbacca lady, which I barely fucking remember at this point, but I remember it sucked fucking dick. Let me look it up real quick. I, like, I don't
2: know
1: so that. it was this woman. Okay.
0: like I vaguely this... remember, and I was like, why is this a thing?
1: It was this mother that put on a Chewbacca mask and laughed. And did silly shit with her kid. That's in itself isn't bad. It's just, you know, dumb. being dumb, whatever. But then she gets like out of here $420,000 worth of gifts. And she just milked the shit out of it. it for nothing. Like, it's ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like, let's yeah. let's do a comparison, okay? She puts a Chewbacca mask on and giggles into a camera for like four minutes Okay. And she gets four hundred and twenty thousand dollars worth of gift, fame, fortune, all that bullshit. I do a podcast once a week. And I I'm assuming I make someone laugh. I make Steve (laughs) laugh. That's all that matters to me. Right. You know? I have gotten not a cent. (laughs) Like it's just weird. It's one of those things that really kind of makes you go, Who decides who gets to be a celebrity in this fucked up country? Because know, like... we 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 put people on pedestals who are fucking losers. They just happen to have money, or even don't have money, like the fucking s- sweet sixteen kids and the pregnant pregnant <laughs> teenager kids, Teen or the yeah. Jersey Shore or fucking Kardashians. Like, who fucking cares about these people?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, people do.
1: Except for Kylie Jenner, a little, little hot. Some of them pictures. I'm, I'm gonna say it. You know, <laughs> but that doesn't mean I fucking give a fuck about what she had for lunch. Right. You know, it's just stupid to me. Whatever. Um, speaking of, Caitlyn fucking Jenner. Is that is that the yeah the father's, their mother's, yeah. or whatever's name? Yeah. Listen, I wanna, I wanna clear something up. I'm not putting. Her on here. Here we go. Because she had... Look, you got to always clarify, because people like to jump down your throat. The PC police, you know. Yeah. Not putting her on
0: here. Well, they can jump down our throat, but this is our fucking show. Yeah, so.
1: right. <laughs> Not putting her on here because she got a sex change. Hey, okay, as you see, I'm calling her a her. That's, I have no problem with people that do that. But I have a problem with her winning woman of the fucking year. Right. That's my main... You can talk about she got too much media... Or they acted like she was the first one who ever did a sex change. Woman of the year was the biggest fucking slap in the face to women everywhere.
2: Yeah,
1: And it's not even, woman of the year isn't even fucking important. It's just a stupid, but it's, oh my God. Like for real? Yeah. Like, are you telling me all this year you couldn't find one natural born female yeah, exactly. that did something? You know exactly. what I mean? Like, that was fucked I got literally pissed. When I saw that on the rack, I just kind of, I just,
0: I kind of, I did this whole like, I kind of threw my arms up, just went like, oh, that's our society.
1: Like, look, I have, I will be the first to admit, and I actually admitted this last week at work because my friend Zach got mad because I told him to relax because he called, uh, we were talking and he called some girl in work a whore. And I was like, hey, calm down. Right? There's no need to be talking like that. And he goes, oh, you're always fucking captain save a chick and i look i'll admit i have a weakness for women i love women i love not just for sex i just think they're great you know and (laughs) i will be and also (laughs) right and also i was raised properly you know what i mean so i appreciate women i respect women everything like that and that that was society saying that women are useless because don't who won woman of the year a man that turned into a woman. Right, that right, was. yeah. Come on. <laughs> Whatever, we'll pass it. Um, I forget why I put this here, but the Wii U.
0: Oh, I put that there.
1: Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay, my
0: bad. Go ahead. Uh, Well, for me, it was just, that stuff was the Wii U. Um, I mean, it was all- It could have le- been great. It could have been great. It had so much potential, but marketing and just no third-party support right on the onset um, just kind of killed it. Uh, and and you know it, it's it is one of the, the one of the more recent blunders of that Nintendo had. Um, hopefully they've learned from their mistakes before the Switch comes out. But um, you know they try to capitalize on the Wii and with the success by adding the pad and stuff of like that, but just ain't tell anybody what it was worth or what it was used for. Yeah. You know? and, and so I think that really kind of harmed because it's like oh cool it comes with the pad. What do we do with the pad? Oh well we leave that to our third party. You know. Uh, developers to figure out what they use it for. Oh, okay. So it's like, do you even know what it's used for? <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah. Um, but yeah, that that pretty much is uh, pretty much why it ends up on there, and it just finally gets it gets shit canned this year.
1: Right. And the saddest thing about this list is it could go on for another two hours. Oh yeah. These We're already are the past things two that just now, but <laughs> right. These are the things that just came to mind. Yeah, you know, and it's
0: and, it's just ridiculous. and yeah, and so we know that there's far more there's pro, there's far more good things and there's far more bad things, but you know, it was just some things that you know, like we said with this podcast that interest us, you know. So, um, so yeah, so that's our uh, our uh, recap of 2016, and so I guess it's time for a little bit of a palate cleanser. I guess. You know, a little yeah. bit of a douchebaggery. So, this one comes from the LA Times. And this one, I just, when I read, I just shook my head. I just could not stop shaking my head. So, Wonder Woman will no longer be an honorary United Nations ambassador. In October, Wonder Woman was named an honorary UN ambassador for the empowerment of women and girls. Coinciding with the superhero's 75th anniversary, the day's designation also launched a global campaign supporting the UN's Sustainable Development Goal number five to, quote, achieve gender equality and empower all women and girls, end quote. The occasion was commemorated with a ceremony at the UN headquarters in New York, featuring speeches from current Wonder Woman actress Gal Gadot and another and original TV Wonder Woman Linda Carter and president of DC Entertainment Diane Nelson. On Monday, after months of protest about the designation, news broke that Wonder Woman's tenure as ambassador would be coming to an end on Friday. Quote, Warner Brothers and DC Entertainment were extremely pleased with the awareness that this partnership brought to the United Nations Sustainable Development Goal number five, as well as the elevating the global conversation about the empowerment of women and girls. DC Entertainment's Courtney Simmons said in response to the news, Wonder Woman stands for peace, justice, equality, and for 75 years she has been a motivating force for many that will continue to be long, um, to be long after the conclusion of her UN. Honorary Ambassadorship, Simmons says. The UN's decision to honor the Amazon princess was met with pushback after its announcement. A group of UN staff members staged a silent protest during the ceremony and an online petition circulating calling on the UN to reconsider its decision to recognize a fictional character over a real-life woman for such a significant position. According to the petition, which gathered nearly 45,000 signatures, and UN staffers objected to Wonder Woman's Ambassadorship because of her appearance and overtly sexualized image, which they deem, quote, not culturally encompassing or sensitive. A UN spokesperson told Reuters that, quote, campaign using fictional characters often lasts no longer than a few months. That did not seem to be the plan for Wonder Woman's Ambassadorship, at least originally. As Nelson mentioned in her remarks in the UN ceremony, DC and Warner Brothers were planning for a campaign for various initiatives supporting the UN Sustainable Development Goal number 5 to run into 2017. For many, Wonder Woman is a symbol of female empowerment created by psychologist and writer William Malton Martson, his wife, psychologist Ed, um, <clears throat> Elizabeth Howard Martson, and artist H.G. Peter. Wonder Woman became one of the most one uh, became one of DC Comics' most iconic heroes since her debut in 1941.
1: So, um, yeah, it's real, real slap in the face, to be honest, it's um, I think, uh,
0: oh, and there's in in response to the news, Wonder Woman fans have launched an online campaign for their for their own calling for the UN to reinstate Diana of Themyscira as the honorary ambassador. And I mean, who cares if it's a fiction? Okay, it's a symbolic thing. But the thing is, is what I what I hate is the fact that oh, she's overtly sexualized. Basically, again, and I'm sure most of those. And be, the reason I'm saying this is because I see it every day. Is that I guarantee you that most of the people that were complaining were women because they were looking at her physically, not what she actually, her character actually. Which is does. what
1: they complain that men do. Yeah. To them. Yeah. You know, it's 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 so funny because. The biggest um, sexist towards women I've ever seen are women. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. they judge and judge I see and that. judge.
0: I see that at work. I mean, I'm well now. Nah, uh, there's there's two guys in an office of six with six women, and I hear it all the time. Just hear them talking about judging other women when women come into interview, and them. Yeah, she doesn't look like she looks like this. That, that. It's like, oh, really? And you don't even know her, but you're making this assumption.
1: I told a chick one time. And this. So I, I work in an office of about 80 people um, with different departments. And most people I don't talk to. But in my general area, it's mostly women, um, young girl, like not young girls, but young
0: women, like <laughs> early. early we, have a, we have a young slave trade thing going on. Right. Well, you
1: know, it is what it is. <laughs> um, like,
0: but I don't hire them. So that, that's a work cool.
1: They range from like 20 to 26. Um, a lot of attractive women as well. And um, there's one woman in particular. Or she's like 21. And she's not promiscuous, but she's a little more open about what she's doing. And a, this one girl was talking so much shit because the other girl said that she hooked up with a guy, you know, last night. It was consensual. And, the, you know, they had a good time. And sex was involved. And, you know, a little one-night thing, you know. Right. Something the guys do all the fucking time. And, um, she was calling her a whore and this and that And I flat out told her outside I'm like don't act like you've never sucked a random Dick and never called them back <laughs> And she just got red As fuck I'm like just because she Said it doesn't mean she's worse Than everyone else All
0: right Like you, she you're not said some, She just said something that you do
1: Yeah it's, it's so stupid like And I told her too I said don't be sexist And she's like I'm a woman I'm like exactly
2: Yeah
1: Like she can do exactly what the boys do Now, if she was out there getting a bunch of diseases and, you know, you know, I I call guys whores that do that.
0: Yeah.
1: That ain't fucking impressive to me (laughs) when a dude does that. I mean, I sit there and go,
0: like, when do you sleep?
1: But, you know. Right. (laughs) And you know what? I tell people, too, about guys who cheat. One woman is enough. (laughs) Right. I don't want to fucking deal. I got to deal with my wife. I ain't trying to deal with all these other broads. You know, fuck. Now, I do use sexist language, but, you know, it's part of my charm. Um.
0: It is what it is. Right.
1: (laughs) And I get away with it because I have an accent. I'm the (laughs) only one in the office that can say broad and nobody cares. Because Zach tried. My buddy Zach. I I said, oh, this fucking ditzy broad, man, she won't get off my back. And I was talking about uh, a supervisor upstairs, not one of my supervisors. And um, I was talking to two girls in the office. She's like, yeah, she's really rude and blah, blah, blah. Right after that, like five minutes after, homie Zach's like, yeah, this... That broad is ridiculous. Like, Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> like, but Adam said it's like yeah, but that's Adam's dialect. <laughs> and I'm just like looking at him with this cheese grin. He's like, "You're a piece of shit." I'm like, hey, stroking man, that,
0: stroking is... that beard. That's <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> I get away with that everything. Right um. Anyway, mine is not nearly as bad. Like most weeks, mine's more funny.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. <laughs> I just thought this was hilarious. Uh, Politicians, and this is from Huffington Post of course course. Politicians often get interrupted But rarely by their own Apparel (laughs) But that's what happened to Irish politician Angus O'S Snowdalic Snowdalic, That's how you pronounce it Um, Very Irish name (laughs) Um, On Friday while he was giving a speech To fellow lawmakers O'Snodalic was discussing The serious topic of asbestos Exposure but he kept being interrupted by the musical Christmas tie he was wearing,
2: <laughs> according
1: <laughs> to Dublin Live. Um, and there's a video uh, on Huffington's. Oh. You can hear it. And it's that really tinny, like you opened a greeting card kind of right. shit in the 90s. Um, <laughs> as lawmakers spoke, his tie kept beeping out cheerily, cheerily inappropriate renditions of We Wish You a Merry Christmas and Santa Claus is Coming to Town in tones usually associated with 1980s video games. Um, the tie stopped bleeding before the end of the speech, but that didn't stop fellow lawmaker Jan O'Sullivan from encouraging her colleague to wear less noisy ties. <laughs> o <O's- laughs> Dalek uh, should turn off those ties, Sullivan joked, because they might interfere with Santa's flight path, which wasn't <laughs> even funny, but it just added to the event. Right? Um, seems like O Dalek, uh, did the next best thing, and gave the musical monstrosity away to fellow lo- lawmaker Jim Daly. Had a little bit of fun is <laughs> the Instagram pic giving it to somebody else. This is another funny one too because I was I was reading this one to my wife, and she's listened to a few of the podcasts, and um, she knows of my in- infamous inability to pronounce people's names. And then I'm reading this article to her, and I go Angus Osundow, and she goes. What? Because <laughs> <laughs> she couldn't even make it. She didn't even know Angus. Like, she was like, you read that, like, no problem. I'm like, listen, don't come at me with that Irish shit. Like, you don't know what's good. You know what I mean? Like, I know how to pronounce
2: that. You
1: know, the G and the H and all that shit. You know, so I was real proud that I found one that I could pronounce. Too many fucking Hispanic names. To throw me off. The Indian names that and all the other fucking names. Stop it. Okay. Uh, Everyone's last name is now Smith. <laughs> no, it's now or O'Sullivan.
2: Sullivan. O'Sullivan. Yeah, O'Sullivan. <laughs>
1: Done with it. Yeah, uh, you
2: know?
1: but that's it. I just thought that was cute, little Christmasy.
0: <laughs> I want to do something Christmasy. You know. Oh, there you go. All right, so that is it for this extra long episode. <laughs> yeah. And this is this is the tie you over for while we're off. Um, so please rate, review, share our podcast. Most importantly, review the show on iTunes, Google Play Music, YouTube, and Stitcher. Those reviews will increase our exposure on those sites. And, uh, we're, you know, we want to, we want to take this show. We want to take this show ahead for global dom- dominations, pretty much whatever we're trying to say, uh, follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash the lazy geeks, search us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat using the lazy geeks, one word. And you can find links to our social media hubs on our site, thelazygeeks.com. Uh, you can find me on the interwebs, on Twitter, at a middle-aged geek, Instagram, middle-aged underscore geek, or check out my blog, themiddleagedgeek.com.
1: And as always, Twitter, at SapientLG.
0: And be sure to tune in on Friday for The Away Team, our special uh, standalone episode, uh, Enterprise these are the voyages the series finale of that series and also be looking at Adam's Instagram because that should be a pretty interesting Instagram I mean um Twitter sorry Adam's Twitter account on uh Friday because that should be a very very interesting uh uh Twitter feed um so yeah so that is it for us this year so until 2017 peace out